Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Off the Glass podcast. Today, we have got episode number 37 for you all, and we're going to be giving y'all our early initial reactions, our takeaways from the first week of the NBA season. We've been waiting all offseason for this moment, and it feels so good to have basketball back on every single day. I can always count on soon as it gets six o'clock. I could open up League Pass, can open up ESPN, mm. TNT, whatever it's on. And I'm good for the next four or five. I'm good basically every day for the <laughs> until like June, <laughs> until the finals is yeah. over again. Uh, we got basketball on basically every day. Um, and this was an exciting first week. We had a lot of big performances. First 50 ball of the season was already dropped in a loss, which was crazy. Uh, but we're going to get into all of that. We're going to get the housekeeping out of the way as always. If you are on YouTube, YouTube, like, comment, subscribe to the channel. By audio platforms, go ahead and drop a five-star rating and pre-download the show. And then follow us on our social channels at Off The Glass Pod on Instagram and at Off The Glass Podcast on TikTok. Now, before we really, really get all the way into it, Dame, you did say and predict that your Lakers are going to go out and ruin the ring night for the Denver Nuggets and AD was looking like he was trying to put something together there, 17 in the first half. And, I, and then he finished with 17 at the end of the game. <laughs> I, so, I said that. I, I don't remember. I could have uh, – I don't know. I don't know. It's all a blur in my – I can't really remember. But, <laughs> nah, man, it's just – Nuggets are so good, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's just so good. But if I'm being honest, though, yeah, we can't have a second half no show from AD, bro. Zero points is crazy. Zero. After starting out with 17, I'm like, okay, AD was talking in the offseason. Like, oh, yeah, we remember that. Me and Brown was talking. We've been in a weight room, and we we remember all, all the stuff that happened last year. It came out with 17. I'm like, oh, he's – okay, MVP right. season AD is here. And then, of course, we get a disappearing act in the second, uh, the second half. And we just can't have that, bro. Honestly, at the end of the day, we can't have that, especially not against a good team like the Nuggets. Like, we got to be on our A game, so just – it, it sucks, though, because, like, Anthony Davis, we, honestly, especially for the regular season, in order to get, like, a really good record, he's going to have to be our best player. And he just is not consistent enough for it. Like, there's no reason 30, 100-year-old LeBron is, is still our best player. You know what I mean? On a minutes restriction, still our best player. Crazy. So, yeah, that, that really pained me to see, man, pained me to see the no-show. But at the end of the day, the Nuggets are a really good team. They're just, they look just as good as they did last year. So yeah. it, it doesn't really surprise me that we lost. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. I got that as the, the top bullet point here. Nuggets look as dominant as ever. Um, and, and the way we're going to go through this is we're really going to keep it pretty loose. Like, I think we're just going to kind of ping pong through. And we are going to hit all 30 teams. So don't be in the comments talking about, oh, you didn't talk about this team, this team. We're going to hit every single team. We might not have a lot to say about some of these teams because – some people only played a couple games. Some teams are what we expected them to be, which is I'm okay. Gonna you, I'm going to tell you right now, there's some teams. I'm Billy, tell me what happened. Because there's, <laughs> there's some teams where I'm sorry. I just I, – it doesn't interest me. I'm keeping no, it up. No, I, I really think I, the best way you can go about watching basketball throughout the season is you really got to pick what games you go on in the morning, look at what's on the slate for that night. I'm about to watch this, this, and this. 
and that's what's getting my attention. And then everything else I'm going to catch up on the next day or Thanks. later that night. Or if, I, if what I'm watching is a blowout and I see something, you know, close, whatever, somebody going off, then I'll switch. But, hey, bro, when it's 11, 12 games on, I can't – I don't know how people can do it. Like, I think oh. I can maybe do two at the same time, Max. Right. But people that can do four, <laughs> I just feel like I'm missing too much. Like, I'm not even – I'm not catching everything I need to in any of them. Yeah, but I say if you're watching four, you're watching none. <laughs> like you can't. That's how fully I feel. But people yeah. do it. Like a lot of the people that other p- podcasters, analysts, and stuff, they'll be watching like four games at a time, and it's like that's okay if you're just keeping up with the score. But if you actually try to see what's going on and you know different sets, how people are performing, like I can't, I cannot do that many at once. So you gotta, you gotta try yeah. to divide it up and yeah. conquer it the next day. Like there's no way yeah. you get it all in one night. That's so, yeah. my thing. I like I like watching a like I like watching the game. Like I want to like if I'm watching the game, I'm watching for like players I like or just a team I like, and I'm actually watching the game. I don't just want to see people running back and forth. Right. So so as spotty as league pass is, and a lot of times it's really just garbage because it don't work. I'd say probably half the time I'd be trying to use it, but the condensed versions, those little quick whatever 30 minute recaps or they'll do the the cut-ups of every single possession they come in way too clutch the next day you wake up in the morning getting ready for work get you some coffee and watch like two games like whatever mm-hmm. while you working whatever um so it's super convenient so we're gonna get through all the teams i have gone and at least watched some of all of these teams i've got something to say <laughs> might not be a ton but but we already kind of you know started going on, so really open up the floor for you. Let let's start with the Lakers, right? Um, who again, like we said on opening night, um, weren't able to get it done against the Nuggets. Um, then had a game against the the Suns, who were missing both Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, um, and LeBron and KD put on the show. Uh, first time they played together in was it like five years, six years. Yeah, they minute. played against yeah. each other. Um, and then last night. Them Kings, man. The Kings, man. They went out there. De'Aaron Fox is really getting to the bucket at will. Um, so Lakers now in the first three games of the season dropped to one and two. Um, so so talk to me what you what you've seen so far from your Lakers, what you like, what you don't like. There's a lot of new additions to this roster. Some I think have looked really good from the get-go. Some I think I'm not I'm shocked that they don't look better. And right. it's just there's a couple of people that I don't know. Darvinham, you gotta start tweaking some because we I've seen enough. I've seen enough yeah. out of some people. Yeah, that's that's the main thing right now is really the rotations and everything. I just feel like we haven't. I mean, obviously it's the, it's the beginning of the season, right? So your lineups are not going to be the rotation not going to be perfect. Not everything's not going to be all set. But with that being said, some of the lineups are very, very questionable. Some of the, like the multi-guard lineups they have out there and just some people just not get enough minutes. Like, I feel like Rui deserved more minutes. There's no mm-hmm. reason Rui should be having like, what, 10, 12 minutes these games. Um, I like the way some – if I'm talking about strictly our new additions, um, I like Torian Prince. He's been playing well. Um, Gabe Vincent has been – Yeah, I that's – <laughs> I, I, How does – these players that be on the heat, like, what are they feeding them? I don't get it, bro, because <laughs> if they leave the heat, now they turn into the undrafted player that they originally were. I don't know. I think it was the heat culture. I don't know. But honestly, the heat culture and already the narrative people suck when they get to the Lakers, that just doesn't mix well. So, like, now it's, it, 
it just looks bad. And um, and then I, we got D'Lo, who like his comments were were good in the off season, but still has his questionable moments. Still has his like just bonehead bro, moments. Still just super questionable, bro. On both sides of the ball, like yeah, like, weird stuff he's doing on offense. He began lost, lost in some sets on defense. Like you got to get pulled from the game bad sometimes. Yeah. Un- unplayable sometimes. So now it makes me a little bit more uneasy because the insurance that we had before with like, yo, we could just plug Gabe Vincent in the moments deals bugging. Right. I don't know anymore. So like, that's a, that's a question mark. Um, obviously Anthony Davis being Anthony Davis inconsistent sometimes on offense is always a question mark. And the fact that we have like a hundred year old LeBron still our best player, um, still having to seems like I have to carry the load sometimes, <laughs> even on the ministry restriction. It's like, bro, there's no reason the old, literally the oldest player in the entire NBA, like, has to carry this contending team. Right, and it's it's crazy to me. So we got to figure something out because at the end of the day, the way we're playing right now, and again, it's only three games in, we're not gonna beat the Nuggets. We're not gonna beat any of these top teams playing like this. So. We gotta step it up. We gotta figure out some uh some rotations. We gotta figure out which lineups work, which lines up, which lineups don't. But definitely didn't lose faith. We still got well, plenty of time. It's a whole we got a whole season. They just started. Right. So yeah. I'm I'm not worried. It's just a few things starting out that I'm a little concerned about. Right. And like let's preface all of this with like this is our takeaways from the first week of an eighty two game season. Right. <laughs> this is not etched in stone. This could like, mean nothing. All of this right. could mean absolutely nothing next week. We are giving you our thoughts and our analysis based on a like two or three game sample size. Right? So like right. do not take this that literally, but like, you know, there is some initial trends you can make and some of this stuff is gonna hold up over the course of a season. Like I do think um, Torian Prince was a great pickup and signing when it happened, and he's played really, really well in the first three games like for the Lakers. It's his, he feels like the perfect plug-and-play guy that you want to put in a LeBron James-led team. What does he, he do? He's made some threes. I was like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> a role player. Plays good defense, um, knows how to rotate for one another, is active on defense. What does he do on the offensive side of the ball? Space the floor, shoot the three. That's it. I don't need nothing more from you. And he's knocking them down. That first game, he was like, he hit like barking it. Like, yeah, did he like four or five? So he hit a lot. He hit something crazy. I don't know. He had a really good game. He's shooting 45% from three again. This is only the first three games, but 45% on almost seven attempts. Obviously, I, I expect that to dip a little bit, but bro, he can keep that above 40. That's a steal of a signing, steal of a signing for Rob Polinka. So I really like um, the Tory and Prince edition so far. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely <sighs> been saying it for years about when is the torch going to get passed, and it's feeling like maybe it just, just never will. Maybe that's just not a reality. <laughs> and it's crazy to say. But like I, I understand LeBron was dealing with the foot injury towards the end of last season. So I know he's fresh now. It's like, bro, the bounce never is going. Like, it looks the same every time. It's, it feels like you're just, and not even in a bad way. It's just logic. Like, bro, you're about to be 39. Like at some point, the vertical got it. The vertical to burst, something's got to take it. Father time, just, where are you? <laughs> he's ripping it off the class and dribbling past the whole team. 
when he, I, who, uh, I think it was in the, the Suns game, right? He came off the screen and did a little uh, and split through the the like the blitz mm. on the off the pick and roll, bro. At 39. 39 years of age, bro. Vince Carter was looking way different at this age. Bro, it's people that was like 32, 33 that was looking cooked. Right. It's like, bro, he's 39 years old, still out here, still jumping out the gym, still doing everything. So, And you wouldn't even say that, the, like, this aspect of his game. Like, typically people that are that athletic, they have to change their game to be able yeah. to age gracefully. Like someone like Vince. Like, Vince... Low-key is one of the uh, – I think he's top 10 three-pointers made. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. quietly became a great floor-spacing wing later in his career and was on a couple of good Western Conference teams because of that. So, like, LeBron just never had never to do went. that. He just – why? When I still could jump in my head to get above the rim at almost <laughs> 40, bro. It, still it's stronger still stronger than everybody, still faster than everybody. It's still it's still so crazy to see at his age. Um, but let's pivot over to the team that they faced on opening night, um, which is the Denver Nuggets, who, again, as I said, you can see it here, they look as dominant as they did last season. They start their season out 3-0 with wins against the Lakers, the Grizzlies, and the Thunder. Um, Jokic looks like Jokic of last year, and that's not to say that he hasn't improved. He just was the best player in basketball last year. He still looks like the best Mm -hmm. player in basketball now. Um, He looks like probably the most unstoppable player. Um, And I saw somebody say this on Twitter, and I, I hadn't fully thought about it this way, but it makes a lot of sense. Those years where they made the playoffs and they were missing a Jamal Murray or missing Michael Porter Jr., and he's out there with Compazzo and Will Barton and it's like so much is on his shoulders. I really think that has prepared him for the moments in these games where Jokic can just take over a game from a scoring perspective, which is something that you really see pretty much all of the greats be able to do. Um, and even some of the other top guys in this league, I mean, kind of looking at somebody like a Giannis who you always feel like you need to play a closer with him. And not to say that guys like Jamal Murray can't close out games, but I feel significantly more comfortable with Jokic with the ball in his hands down the stretch, you know, sub a minute in the game versus Giannis. Cause in that situation, I would much rather just have Dame have the ball in his hands, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I really feel like that has prepared him for those moments where, tight game down the stretch, you need a bucket, like Jokic can find a way from multiple different options on the court um, to to score inside, outside, from the perimeter, being a ball handler. Like he just is so dominant on the offensive side of that, uh, of the court, Um, already basically almost averaging a triple-double, like 26, 13, and and eight. Um, So he's off to a great start to what, has the potential to be another MVP caliber, at least season for him. Um, and what should be another dominant season for the Nuggets. Um, another person that I do want to also shout out, Peyton Watson. Again, we talked about when we did the Western Conference preview, like who's going to fill that Bruce Brown void that's now being left. We look to guys like Christian Brown or Peyton Watson potentially. I got Reggie Jackson over there too. Right. Give him some scoring off the bench. Exactly. But, but Peyton Watson, bro... I think 
the defense was expected early on, super athletic. We saw it in flashes sometimes in the, the postseason um, last year. He's coming off the bench and giving you almost 10 on top of the defense. Like, so mm-hmm. you can really play him for extended minutes. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he finishes out the season like right around 20 minutes per game. And like, if he continues at that rate, that'll probably jump up in the postseason once you cut that rotation down. And he could be a guy that's playing 25, 28 minutes for this team come postseason time if he, you know, is able to, to keep up the scoring output. Um, and keep that defensive intensity up. He's great as a weak side uh, help rotation defender um, to come over, protect the rim. He has a couple of nasty blocks already this season. Um, so really, really like what I've seen from him as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that I've, I've never fully thought about what you said about Jokic, but it makes a ton of sense about how like it prepared him to be able to take over games. Because you even seen it in um, – We've seen it in full, like just full games, like even in the series uh, last year against like the Suns, right? The games that no one else really had anything going and Jokic is just like willing them to be in the game, had dropping 40. And it almost looks like he doesn't want to do it. Like he like he doesn't want to go out there and drop 40. It's like, no, nah, nobody else has it going. Like I can take over if need be. Right. Um, but obviously they're better when, you know, he's facilitating everyone else is getting involved. And he they, he'd much rather have like 27 10 and 10 than 40 15 and 6 you know what i mean like he'll yeah. rather have more balanced game but yeah no it makes a ton of sense um yeah my main takeaway from the nuggets is like like we just said like they just they don't look like the whole i mean i don't think no one it, like was coming into the season was like they're not gonna win because they don't have bruce brown but they don't look like it's gonna like affect them that no. much. No, <laughs> it doesn't like it's gonna really gonna affect them that much at all. They still look like the best, the one of if not the best team in, in basketball, um, and definitely the best team in the West right now. So that's that's really my main takeaway. Which is, yeah, it's, it's kind of boring because it's like nothing changed, but it's like they're what do you that's want? What they're supposed to do. That's what they're supposed to do. They're defending champs. They're supposed to play like that. Exactly. So, um, what team you want to bounce to next? Um, I want to talk about the Celtics. I want okay. to go to the East a little bit because okay. I was a guy who was always, as soon as the, the trade happened, was big on the Porzingis uh, acquisition over there. And I, I love it. I'm be honest. Like, just, just watching them play, like, I absolutely love it. I feel like mm-hmm. it gives them another scoring punch. It gives them even more rim protection. He can space the floor for them. And that's just another guy to where it's not the JB and JT show all the time. Like, I believe the first game, I think, well, Porzingis had, what, 28-something? I don't know. I just know he had a huge game in his first yeah. game. They had the, they had some stat that he was like one of the most um, points in like a Celtics debut. Or, it was something crazy. I forgot exactly what the stat was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I just, I just. They had like, 30, 30 and eight with four blocks. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like he gives you thirty, but he also gives you four blocks on the defensive end. He gives you length, pause, and just like <laughs> added versatility, <laughs> added versatility <laughs> to the team. Um. So they could just score in multiple different ways now. So I, I really like that acquisition for them. No, I'm same way. I I like the acquisition. I don't know that I was expecting it to be this good, this quick, like to come out in your first game and drop 30, to be averaging basically 24, 24, eight and a half rebounds, two and a half blocks per game. Chris Apps is shooting 46% from three right now. Again, they only played two games, so like extremely small sample size, but He's coming off of a season where he probably had one of his most efficient years back in Washington in a a role where he has significantly less responsibility now, too. Like, I would expect that efficiency to stay relatively high throughout the year. Um, 
But I, I also can't not shout out Derek White. Like, Facts. bro, he's shooting 60% from three right now through their first two games. The he's average, He's averaging more points than Jalen Brown right now. Like, mm-hmm. again, I don't expect that to, to stay the case, but that all goes back into just, like, what the ceiling is for this roster. Like, if on any given night you can get 30 out of JT, JB, Chris Stapps, I don't think it's crazy far-fetched to say Derek White could – I don't know. He just gets it going could give you a 30-piece. Drew yeah. Holiday could give you a 30-piece. That's the whole star five. Right? I, didn't, I, didn't even mention, I didn't even mention Drew. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it got so many different options down. It's, it's so great, bro. So much versatility. So many different scoring punches from each – from, like, so many different places. And then while all of them, all of the guys that you just mentioned are also good to great defenders. Right. So – yeah. I, Derek White right now, I think, has a case to be the best guard defender in the NBA. He might be. Like, might be. it's him and Drew is so unfair. It's That's so sick. unfair to watch, bro. That's sick to think about, bro. Oh, my God. Imagine being yeah. a point guard going up against that. They could, bro. That's just gross, man. It's so gross. Bro. Yeah, they, they look really good, though. Like, I, I really like. I agree with you too. I didn't think it was gonna look this good this quick. I thought eventually they would look like how they look now, but I, I didn't think it was gonna like look this good this quick. Absolutely. All right, a pretty big mix up to the star and lineup. Like bringing Derek White in, um, bringing in Port or bringing Derek White into the star and lineup, and then you're bringing in Porzingis and Drew to the team, both as starters. Like it felt like there had to be some period to kind of get comfortable, but no, they just jumped out. Uh, the Knicks fought really hard in that first game. It was looking rough in the first half for them, but uh, Boston closed it out. And then, again, tight game against Miami, but Boston prevails in the end. Derek White almost has a 30-piece in that game. Like, the team just looks very, very well put together. Obviously, same question arises with the depth, but that ain't something we need to worry about for them right now. they got a no, long season to go, so they'll, they'll sort that out. Um yeah, Celtics look Celtics look real good. Celtics look real good right now. Um, let's pivot and talk about another 2-0 team out east. as the Orlando Magic, um, who 30-piece the Rockets in their first game of the season. And I think a lot of people were expecting that to be a semi-close game, right? You got two young teams. Yeah, I thought added it was. To- Right, they added some new young talent. The Rockets got some veterans in. It's like this is the year they got to start to push for a playing spot. I'm like, you know, competitive game. They get waxed. (laughs) Whoa, 30 pieces, crazy. Um, And, again, this front court duo of Paolo and Franz is going to be a problem for years to come, bro. and they're only going to continue to get better even throughout this season. Franz is already averaging 21 on the season. Um, he just looks super, super comfortable um, on the court, really doing anything on the offensive end. He can handle the ball pretty effectively, can drive efficiently, can create his own shot a little bit, um, You know, can be a screener at times. Um, like The two of them are going to be so good together as they both continue to grow and develop. Um, Wendell Carter still is a great fit here with this team. Mo Wagner had a big game, I think, in their that first game against uh, Houston as well. 
Um, and you still got guys like Suggs and Cole Anthony, like coming off the bench, uh, Markel. Yeah. Like there's just, yeah, this is just a, a good young team um, who I think, again, has a real chance to push for a, a playing spot in the East this year just because they got enough talent. Like they're at a stage where it's not about just like super early development. Like they've got it figured out to an extent. Um, so I'm excited to watch a lot of magic basketball this year. Cause this team is going to be able to play fast. They're tall, lengthy paws, but like they've got <laughs> big guys on the wings, um, who are not, you know, statues, they're athletic. They can get downhill. They can get in transition. Uh, they got explosive guard play guys like Cole Anthony coming in being a punch off the bench. So I, I'm, I'm really excited for this magic team and, and glad they got out to a two and start again. They, they, didn't play the greatest of comp, right? They played the Rockets. They played the Trailblazers, who we'll get to. And I got a little bit to say about our boy, DeAndre. But, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, good to see the start uh, for the Magic. And they play – I think they play your Lakers tonight. I'm definitely watching that game. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be an exciting game at, at least in terms of just watch. I don't know if it's going to be close or not. Oh, yeah. For your sake, I hope it's not because <laughs> – yeah, <laughs> I, I, I need to be so. able to beat teams like the Magic consistently and handedly. But uh, but yeah, honestly, it's funny dude, that you brought up the Magic because that was actually one of the teams I was gonna bring up. Like, either, if not next, the one after, because that's one of the teams. Um, I have I have a couple teams this year that I'm like I actively want to try to watch more of their games. Like I've watched mm -hmm. some of their games last year, but I actively want to try to watch more of their games. And the Magic was definitely one of them. And my main thing was pretty much everything you said. Um, the fact that Franz looks so comfortable like it looks so comfortable on the court scoring the, on the offensive end scoring the basketball and the fact that the magic are definitely one of the teams like like how we said when we were bringing up our uh our eastern commerce predictions definitely one of the teams that are going to be like fighting for that play-in spot like they're not just going to be yeah they're they're young they're in a the lottery like nah this this team is good they are still young but like you said they have the length um they're athletic they have the scoring like they have the pieces to contend for a play-in spot and it's gonna be interesting to see how the season goes on and see um like who they're gonna be fighting with for those playing spots and maybe they might be able to sneak in there like you mm -hmm. never know so that that's my main thing and um another thing is I just feel like they're gonna be a really fun team to just watch play basketball yeah. like they just like they're they just look like they're out there just having fun like I said they are young but they're young and talented and it's super super fun to watch so yeah I'm excited um for sure. another team I did want to talk about let me let me see who. Who did I want to talk? I mean, honestly, you want to just go to the Trailblazers? We can do it. We can go to the Blazers now. You want to just uh, go straight there? Yeah, yeah and, and I'll keep it, I'll keep it real simple, bro. Real simple. And I'm never I'm never just gonna get on people for no reason. Like at the end of the day, this is a livelihood. They play basketball. I like that's their job. <sighs> but we've seen what DeAndre in was able to do for a brief period of time in Phoenix. When they made that finals run, he was 20 and 10, dominating, right? Like, <laughs> he got hype when he finally got out of there. He, at the, he goes to Trailblazers. He's lit. He's happy. I'm thinking this is going to be great, guys. My player in a Trailblazers jersey. Like, it feels like the energy is better. Maybe, you know, he's back, motivated, cool, super low expectation for the roster. My guy is averaging eight points, bro. This is disgusting to look Eight at, bro. Eight points. Jabari Walker is averaging more points than him, bro. Bro, it's sick, bro. He's just not. He's just not. Not. He's not good. He's just not. 
He's not good. I don't know what else. More, I don't know what more to say. Eight. Who? Is, how? And like, I can't even be like. I, I saw somebody say like they're not running plays for him, but it's like, who's running plays for a big if your name is not Jokic or Embiid? Maybe like, Anthony Davis, and he doesn't really get plays run for him as much as he gets a post touch. And right, like, I was say they don't have the, plays for him. <laughs> right, like he get the freedom to do stuff. Right, but it's like they're not. Nobody's running no play for Aiton. Screen roll rebound, put the ball back up. Then the like, way I see it, if you're not getting plays run from you that run for you as a big man, that means you're not good enough to get plays run for you as a big man. Exactly. Like, that's on you. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that look, I don't I'm not pressed about Scoot Henderson shooting struggles and how he's played to start the season so far. Like I'm not not, not that, that pressed, right? Like I said, it's only the first three games of the season. Stuff is going to take time. Everything is going to have to – you have to take with a grain of salt. Bro, DeAndre Ayton is – what is this? got to be like year, what, five, six for him now? Maybe came in more. A, wait, hold on. When did he come one, in? He, this is one, two, three, he four. He came in with Luka. Year six. Okay. Year six. My guy, eight points on a team with no expectations. Like – Zero, y'all are expected to be the worst, if not second, maybe third worst team in the Western Conference, bro. There's no reason for you to be averaging eight points. This is you're supposed to go here and like have the free range to put up good numbers, like you said, no pressure to win. Like, this was like we said it when they made the trade, like, okay, this could be good for Aiden. This, how this could be where he really finds himself. Um, in the NBA, mm-hmm. so I mean, again, it's still early. All of this can change literally next week. We never know. I hope it does. I really do. I really yeah. do. Cause I think I, I said it when they made the trade. I think this was a great move for them, bro. You just got a former number one overall pick who you know has the talent to give you twenty and ten easily, bro. Easily, mm-hmm. we got. He got to find it. He's got to find it. Cause. It's, Eight points to your first three games in a new set like that is not okay. And it's not even like the looks aren't there, bro. I'm watching him drop passes in the pick and roll. Come on now. He can't be doing that, bro. Can't be doing that. Yeah, hopefully it picks up for him now for his sake. Yeah. And get well soon to um, Anthony Simons. I think he tore tore something in his elbow. Um, So he's going to be out for like four to six weeks. So it's going to be a rough go for the Blazers from a – Definitely a, a scoring and winning perspective. Seems not going to win a lot of games, but I need they're to the, see better. Need to see better from Aiden. They're going to be bad. <laughs> this yeah. team is going to be very, very bad. But I mean, they're in a rebuild, so they kind of want to be bad right now. Right, right. It, that is what it is. Um, I want to pivot back to the West for a little bit and talk about the Rockets just briefly. Um, start out the season zero and three. Um, they were in a tight game with the Warriors last night. Um, which I was watching, and uh, Steph Curry just was like, "All right, I guess I have to play basketball finally." And turned mm-hmm. up in the, the, like the last half of the fourth quarter. Um, that clip of Dylan Brooks was filthy. That's um, hilarious. Which <laughs> is tough hilarious. because Dylan Brooks was fighting the whole game, playing as good as defense as you could on the. He's the best Steph. defender in the world, bro. Like yeah. that, he's literally the best defender in the world. Like, like you know, what I mean, the accolades prove it. <laughs> Uh, but no, really, like he he was playing good defense. It's just 
Steph was doing Steph things. And that's tough when you get yanked and caught in the air on a ball fake in the same play. Um, <laughs> but this is what I have to say on the Rockets. I'm going to try to keep these briefs so we can move through all these teams and this don't turn into a three-hour episode. Um, but I think it's clear that everyone on the Rockets knows, including Ime, Shangun is the best player on this team. Cool. They're using him properly. I see him getting used as a hub. Well, he's getting the ball in the post. People are backdoor come for him. He's able to use his footwork, footwork to get to advantageous spots, spin off of people, drop step, whatever he needs to do to get to the rim. Looks great. I need Jalen Green and Jabari Smith to see that and, and get with that wave as well. Because the both of them at times – Watching this game and watching, you know, the condensed versions of some of the other Rockets games and that game against the Spurs, um, they still – they take shots, especially Jalen Green, take shots that you would see guys like KD or D-Book. Stars. Or, right, Jason Tatum, like super, right, superstar shot diet, superstar shot selection, Luka-type shot selection for no reason. Like – I'm, I one of the biggest plays that stuck out for me last night, bro. The the Rockets took the lead back in the fourth quarter for the first time after they was down from like the halfway through the first quarter. They come down. Fred shoots a, a three in transition, which I was like, eh, I don't think that's a great shot. Could have like known reason to shoot that fast. It was an open look, not too pressed on it. Next possession, they come down. Uh, they shoot it, misses. Jay Sean Tate, who was scrapping all night, gets a rebound. Kicks it back out to Jalen Green for a reset, but the whole team is just trying to get back into a set, new shot clock. Bro, Jalen Green just shoots it from like four feet behind the three-point line and bricks it. When y'all just have all this momentum swing your way, you just got to leave back in the game. And then Steph goes on the tear that he goes on. And it's just like shots like that are, are unnecessary, especially when, bro, right now you're not the best player on this team. And that's not any shade or disrespect to him. Shangun really does just have a better feel for the game right now. You can see even late down the stretch when he would get a chance to get the ball, he's taking it into the post. He's trying to find good looks. People are cutting for him. It's It looks cohesive. It's not just this iso ball, you know, superstar shot. Even late in the game, Jabari Smith shot a fadeaway on Steph. If you don't go to the rack, like, you're backing mm-hmm. him down and you take a turnaround, like... So the, the both of them, I just... Play off of Shangun, please. This team will be so much more cohesive. Dylan Brooks is playing great defense. He's actually shooting the ball really efficiently to start the year. He's shooting like 58% from three. So, like, I don't know how sustainable that is. We just know what he, how he shoots uh, historically. But, you know, the two of them, I think they can figure it out how to play with Shangun. He may even get this roster in a good spot, but. It's tough. It's tough. They're still young. Um, so I, I don't know if they'll be able to to make the plan. It's all it's, it's just tough with a young roster, even with a as good of a coach as Ime is. But, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um I honest unfortunately, as much as I like really like like the Rockets team, I didn't get to watch much of their games yet. I've watched bits and pieces of the Spurs game. I unfortunately didn't get to watch the Warriors game, even though I really wanted to. But from the little bits that I've seen, it's pretty much the same thing. They still they still have that like 
last year. It turned into AAU real quick. Like, yeah, come on, exactly. we, we got to stop this. <laughs> we still got that AAU mentality. And it's like, they really just need to figure out um, what their identity is and how they mm-hmm. want to play, which is should be through Shangu. Right. But it's really just have it's really just Eme getting those guys on all on board and all on the same page. Because we've talked about it the whole offseason, how they have a good enough roster to be, obviously not like great, but they can win some games. Like they can be fine and they can look good playing basketball mm-hmm. it's just a matter of them all buying in and all playing the same exact way um and yeah it just comes down to can Eme get those mainly those two guys but just the whole team in general to buy into that that whole play style um and i think it's still possible you know like no I mean, it definitely I, is everything yeah. is still possible at this point in the season yeah for sure so but it really honestly it really just comes down to that and um yeah that's pretty much it so but that again rock is definitely one of the things i want to watch more moving forward because i need mm-hmm. to I hope it. I hope it does work out to where they buy in because that that the team is so fun. It's, yeah. it's so fun, and if they all play in the right way, it could be even more fun to watch. No, definitely. Um, and hey, I know it's gonna be tough, but Cam Whitmore got to get some more minutes, bro. I, like mm. he's, he's he only played in one game. Like, come on, you may. He didn't play last game. He he's only played in one of the three. He only played in ten minutes in that game. I, I know it's gonna be tough behind guys like That's Dylan and Jay Sean, like and Jeff Green. Like I get it, it's a log jam there in the front court. But come on, bro, Cam is like that. This is not a contending team, no matter how you want to slice it and dice it. Like there's but, just no shot, so it's not gonna hurt to just you gotta give the guy some minutes. Let him and the men get decent minutes throughout the year because there's going to come a point in a couple of years where you're going to want to move off of Fred and Dylan and put those guys in our lineup. I, I think their main thing is though, the fact that like you do, you, like we know they're not a contending team, but we talked about it as well. Like they have no reason to lose though. So it's like in their mind, it might be like, we're trying to win as many games as possible. And yeah, we could put the fun rookie in who's better, probably better than the veterans, but it's like the veterans know how to win. They know how to play. So it's like we're, we're trying to win games. We'll put those guys in. But I agree with you. Eventually, it it probably will, and it, but it should change moving forward. Yeah. Um. Let's let's bounce to to San Antonio real quick since we we brought it up a little bit. Um. And keep it brief because we did the whole preview episode with Noah talking through the Spurs. Um. All things Wemby and look, Wemby's still doing Wemby things that he looked like in the preseason. The first game against Dallas. But he had uh, six points up until the fourth quarter, and then had nine straight nine in the in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Pull up threes, looked super comfortable handling the ball, able to contest crazy stuff at the rim, challenging shots like underneath the rim, coming over as a help side defender. Wemby is just only going to get better and more comfortable, and you can already see he has the freedom, like we talked about, to take all these types of shots. And look. That man, Devin Vassell, bro, the game looks smooth. It looked buttery. The jumper was nice. He's putting up 21 a night. Um, yeah, like I said, they they were able to go out. Wemby was the one that forced the game into overtime against Houston, um, and, and they were able to pull that one out. So they're sitting at one and two on the year. They got collapsed by the Clippers last night, uh, but that's to be expected. This team is still young. This team is not going to really be – in any type of noise making for the Western Conference for a few seasons out now. So to be expected, you playing a, you know, veteran led team that's looking to contend, stuff like that is going to happen. 
Um, and Pop is leaving those guys out there to learn from those mistakes. So they're going about it the right way. But but yeah, Wemby is still looking comfortable like he did in the preseason. Yeah, they look like exactly what we thought they was going to look like. Wemby's going to have some plays here and there. He's going to look good. Um, he's going to have his rookie moments. The whole team is just going to have those moments where <clears throat> the youth and just overall not enough talent on the roster is going to show. Like, by example, them getting clapped by the Clippers. <laughs> but, but yeah, like uh, I just like how they, he does have the free range to you know, go out there, make mistakes, just try stuff. Um, I like that because it's going to help his development. It's going to help the uh, development of the team. Yeah, man, I've been, I've been watching your guy, Devin Vassell, man. I like him, bro. I, mm-hmm. He's not, he's nice. I'm not gonna lie, he's nice. You know what I'm bro, saying? Bro, so the, the, the shot create, what's the word? Like him as a shot creator. Shot creator, yeah. Right. That's, it's, it's grown over the last couple of years. And so he's getting more versatile, like not just as a catch and shoot guy, like the mid range is there, off right, the was, dribble yeah. is there. Like some he can get to there. it. He was getting to his spots, some pull ups. Yeah. I was like, I was like, hold on. Billy might know ball. Hold right. on. <laughs> nah, nah. He's, he's nice, though. I, I do like him. He's definitely yeah. Uh What team you want to switch to next? Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's talk about OKC. Mm. Let's, let's, let's talk about OKC. My man's Chet is out here blocking everything. Seven so, blocks in the debut. Man, I, I, I really like this team, man. I really like OKC because they're just we, – like, we've talked about it, right? Even last year, they was they was good. They um exceeded expectation that they had, especially not having Chet the whole year. And the main thing they were missing, like we talked about, they played with no center all year. So it's right. like, well, they were missing a, a big body in there. I know Chet's not the biggest guy, but just height wise, um, rim protection, and someone who's not really gonna hinder them on the offensive end. And Chet brought all of that basically. Obviously, we seen seven blocks in his debut, but we also seen you know a little bit of like him being that like. Like, I'm dribbling through people, even though I'm a seven-footer getting to the basket, mm-hmm. him being able to space the floor, hit some threes. It's just it, – it looks so good. Like, I like the way the team looks. I love watching Shea play. Like, this game is just, like – it's so smooth. Like It's, it's, it's really – it's unique, too. Like, no yeah. one else has a game like that but also gets downhill and to the rim like that. Right. He, he has that unique combination of, like, both skill sets. Exactly. And he doesn't, and it's like, he, he'll get you 30 every night. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need to shoot threes. Like, he'll get to the free throw line. He'll get to his mid range shots. Like, he kind of plays a little bit. Like, it's like old school, but it's not in a way. Like, it's a weird, it, it's weird. I, I don't right. know how to explain yeah. it. It's so weird, but it's so fun to watch, though. Um, so that, and along with a couple other, excuse me, a couple other players they got over there. I, I just like the team. I really like the team. They're super fun to watch. I think Chet is going to have an amazing year, like stats-wise, defensively, even offensively, what he brings to this team. Like, I, I think OKC is going to be really, really good. Yeah, there was a point, uh, I think it was on Saturday, somebody posted it. Um, Shea, I think, was leading the league in like either rim attempts or drives, one of the two. Um, and he basically had almost double the next closest person at that point mm-hmm. in time. Uh, so he's his ability to play with pace in terms of like playing fast, but also manipulate his speed fast, slow, can't really get him off of that, whatever speed he's trying to play at, uh, blow past people, get downhill and finish through contact, finish acrobatically to avoid contact. Like you said, gets in mid-range as well. Um, he has a super, super unique skill set. Um, this Thunder team looks 
they look good. They look good like we were hoping them um, to look to start this season. So, yeah, you're going to be watching a lot of Thunder's games for sure. Um, let's pivot over to Memphis, who have started the season 0-3. Um, and not in any, like, blowout fashion, right? They lost by 7 to the Pelicans, who look really good. They lost by 4 to the Nuggets, who we said look like potentially the best team in basketball, um, and then did blow a lead late to the Wizards, um, which is a tough loss. But Desmond Bain, I think, is he's averaging 30-plus, right, to start the year? Or maybe I'm capping. He, oh, no, I'm tripping. 24 so far to start <laughs> the year. But um, he did have 31. That's what I meant to say. 31 in the first game against um, the Pelicans. He looks good, right? Like, we knew the rebounding was going to be a problem as soon as Steven Adams went out. Um which is, is tough. Like they're kind of having a gang rebound between guys like Xavier Tillman and Zaire Williams and Jaron kind of splitting those duties up. Um, but Desmond Bain starting out averaging 24. That's what we kind of talked about, like without Jod trying to have him get up to like at 25, 26 point range, um, which is what you'd like to see. Um, Marcus Smart has been playing well for them as well. Um, David Roddy's been getting minutes. Derek Rose was looking, he was looking good. He's smiling. He's looking like Having he's in fun. good spirits, um, which is good to see, um, you know, seeing him transition to the vet that he is. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, Pierre said it on through the wire, like the team is scrapping right now. Like, like I said, all three of those games were tough losses and two of them were against what looked to be really good teams in the West. So... You bring job back in 25 games. Like he was like, if this is a team that gets to hang around around 500 after 25 games, they're like 12 and 13. They could really go on a run and, you know, solidify themselves in the, in the West. So you would hope that the other teams try to bury them early and have them come out of that, you know, first stint, like five and 20 or something like that yeah, like just just down. to a point where it's like man even jaw coming back is not about to save this season or at least get them to a comfortable spot out west yeah um, but but yeah you knew grit and grind and you're adding marcus smart you're gonna be scrappy. <laughs> gonna be scrappy for sure i'm about to say if nothing we're gonna fight we're gonna, we gonna be scrappy. <laughs> right. but uh but yeah the grizzlies are one of the teams i haven't really got a chance to watch much um mm. of them but my main thing is like basically like you said um Will they hang around enough for when Ja comes back to still be in contention? Basically, like you're, because you're, you're ne- like you said, you're never really gonna be out of it unless you're really like five and twenty two and whatever. Like right. unless you're really not winning games, then then you're probably out of it. But if you can, even if you're like a little below five hundred, there's still a chance because obviously you're adding a, a, a superstar player into your lineup. Um, but yeah, that's my main thing. Can you guys stick around long enough? You hang around long enough to when you get your best player back, you guys can actually like you know make some noise in the West. But that that's really my main thing. For sure, um, I do have another team that's top of mind right now, so I want to talk about them before I forget, and that's the 76ers. Um, mm. And really, the guy I want to talk about is Tyrese Maxey. Right. Right now, through three games, is averaging thirty-seven and six. He's been thirty-seven and six. I I know we weren't doing the podcast when the Ben Simmons trade initially happened to move him to Brooklyn, uh, but one of the biggest things I was saying at that point in time was 
I would have preferred if the Sixers didn't go out and try to get a star back for their star and just get pieces that fit around Joel and just roll with it that way. Because I think you would get more value out of it than bringing in a guy like James Harden at the time. And I think that still sits true right now. Because without James Harden and allowing Tyrese to really play freely, like we have a full sample size of James and Maxie playing together last year with Joel. Mm -hmm. We're getting to see what this version of Tyrese Maxie after this past offseason looks like by himself with Joel. If this is a Tyrese Maxie again, do not bring James Harden back. I don't like, no, move him for whatever you can. Get guys that will come in and fit and play their role. And like, that's what, that, that's what the Sixers need to do. That's what they need to roll out with. Because if you go out and trade James for somebody else who's going to come in and be ball dominant, take the ball out of Tyrese and Joel's hands, you're going to have to switch up how everything is flowing for this offense, which looks really good right now. I don't want to see that. And I would hope, as the Sixers front office, don't want to see that either. Yeah. So make the move, and like whatever you can get back return wise, like get some good assets out of it. Get guys that can come in and play the role, and let Tyrese keep the keys and as being the number two guy in this offense because <clears throat> he's butting into a guy who, I mean, I think a lot of people were like, he, you know, could be an All Star type player. Forget All Star. This could be like all oh, NBA level type player. Mm. And I, my fault. Huh? No, no, I was go gonna say like a lot of people. Um, I feel like it's flown under the radar because of his draft position. Like he's still a young guy, but it's like he was a twenty or twenty first pick in the draft. Um, but like the trajectory has been there. Like year over year, we've seen the progression from him. Right. Um, like he went from eight to seventeen to twenty, but to if he jumps from twenty to like almost a thirty point per game score in one year, bro. Like that is an all NBA player. That that's literally what I was just about to say was like, yeah, it's surprising that he's at thirty now, but the fact that he's gotten better every single year, you can kind of predict that. Okay, without James Harden, him being the number two over there, his numbers are obviously going to be really good. Right. Didn't know there was going to be 30, 30 points good, right. but definitely like twenty five, twenty six, right. he's getting up there, like for sure. And I was going to say, like, was he in our, like, breakout candidates when we did that episode? I'm pretty sure he Yeah, was. he had to have been. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was one of those. But people. even I wasn't predicting this. Like, yeah, this that's is what crazy. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, that's really what I was going to say. Like, yeah, he got better every single year. So the fact that he's improving, um, especially with, a obviously, with an expanded role, of course, his numbers are going to be a lot better. But even then, as far as the Trey James Harden thing, the reason why I mainly, why, why, why I agree with you is because worst case scenario, what are you guys a second round exit you're a second round exit with james harden there anyway so it's like what what's the point you know what i mean so like that's why i definitely agree with your um your your way of saying you should just trade james harden get right. people that fit in and just try to go out there and see what you guys can compete with because with james harden you're not going super super far might as well see where maxi and joel could take you so I, I agree with everything you said yeah, right now he is shooting 56% from the three-point line on eight and a half threes a game. Like, bro is shooting the skin off the ball <laughs> on crazy volume. That's Obviously, crazy. that's going to come down, but, bro, it, he's come out and absolutely blown this opportunity out of the water. Like, I could not have imagined him coming out this hot, this well, um, to start the season without James. And I look, I really hope it does send a message to their front office that, like, 
we don't need to be trying to wait for a package that includes Paul George or whatever in it. Like, bro, call the teams, figure something out. Like, let's get some role players, some vets back, and, like, let's go. Like, do not keep this cloud sitting over this team for longer than it needs to be. They already had to deal with Ben's situation for a whole year. Yeah. Come on, bro. Come on. And I, and I trust him, too. Like, I don't. Like, I don't think no one really thinks this is a fluke, but like I definitely trust Maxi because we even last year in the flashes, like even in the playoffs, we, yeah, seen, we saw it. We saw yeah, it we, in the playoffs, yeah. Exactly. You've been used to the, the talent was always there, obviously, and the flashes was always there. So I definitely think this is even if not thirty points is sustainable, I think like him being a good number two, I think that's definitely sub sustainable, especially like come playoff time. Yeah, and I think it's okay that he's not a traditional like point guard or playmaker in that way. Like he's not yeah. a he's not a bad playmaker. He's just he's not going to be an elite playmaker like a guy like James Harden was. But I don't think Joel Embiid is a guy you need to force feed like that. Like just give him the ball in the post. You don't need to set that right, up. Right. Give him the ball in the post. Have him go to work. Right? He's the MVP. Like come on, man. Right. So I I think that it's fine leaving the lineup as it is. And I don't think you're really losing a ton if anything bringing Harden back is taking away from what we're seeing from Tyree so yeah we're both in agreement like that's the way that they need to move going forward um where, where are we going to jump to next mm, let's see let's see let's see what do, we wanna, what, what do I want to talk about what do I want to talk about there's a lot of it's a lot of te- you know what <laughs> let's talk about we, we we talked about Mikael Jordan. We needed to be talking about freaking Cam Jordan in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to talk about. So let's let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets really quick. Okay. Because, yo, bro, I don't <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a case where we have a player, right? Cool, he doesn't get no minutes, whatever, cool. We bring him in, we give him a little bit of minutes, he drops 35, 40, whatever. With and, ease, with, bro. Like, it looks so easy. It's like, bro, it's not like it's a fluke. Like, he's really just a bucket and then we're like nah let's just not play him we're good but every single time this guy gets an opportunity 30 30 30 every single time like he is a absolute walking bucket and i just don't understand why it takes so long for the coach to be like yo maybe this guy could get some minutes some minutes like like bro wasn't it last year he went from like 40 40 to like dmp Yes, I don't even care at this point, bro. This team is not going to make no noise in the East. I don't care what his deficiencies are. The dude can give you 30 a night. He, bro, he first game of the year, he put up 33 off the bench, bro. bro like, bro, there, come on. There, there's no amount of deficiencies that sh- that should stop you from playing, from him getting minutes, period. Like, if he can right. give you 30, I don't care if he can't play defense. I don't care what his deficiencies are. He at least de- deserves some type of minutes. Mm-hmm. So, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. He, he, give my man the ball, <laughs> please. 36 off the bench in the first game of the year against Cleveland, um, shooting 62% from the field. And then the next game gets the start and puts up 30 again, shooting 63% from the field. Both of those games were losses, but, bro, who cares, bro? Just Yeah, come on, man. Let my man have fun, bro. Give him the keys. Yeah, so really the only takeaways I've gotten so far from this, this, you know, these two games that the Nets have played, like you said, Cam Thomas, come on now, Jock Vaughn, let's let's keep that going. Do not pull the plug <laughs> on him and start giving him DMPs. Uh, the other thing you mentioned, Mikel Jordan, uh, the number like I don't know if that number one option thing can be super sustainable long term. Um, 
the offense just seems a little bit limited at times with him being the go-to guy there. Um, so I, I, there's still moves that they need to make around this roster if they're going to keep Mikel and try to build around him. I don't know if he can be a number one guy, which is, again, never going to be a slight at people because there's only so many number one guys on contending teams that exist yeah. in the NBA. He's not he's not every, one. Right. Not yeah. everybody can be that. Um, and I think that's that's kind of shown um, early on so far um, this season for them. As much and, as I love uh, Dame, Dame going to the Bucks, I still think it'd be so fun if he went to Brooklyn. It would have been so fun if he, and it would have mm. been such a good fit, bro. It would have fit like perfectly. I think about that all the time. Yeah, you got him and Nick Claxton in the pick and roll with Mikel out there and Cam Johnson, Spencer mm. can come in. You got def- defenders around him. Ben Simmons could. Six man off the bench, run the second unit, get the freedom. Oh like, my god, that that was if I like if I'm Dame Lillard, if I was like no, I need to go somewhere where I'm the guy. That was the team for me. That was the perfect one. But, uh, but I also say, bro, through two games, Ben Simmons averaging a real Draymond Green stat line: <laughs> uh, seven, ten, and eight and a half assists with uh, basically a, a block and a half and a steal. Like, hey. He is what he is at this point, man. Uh, look, if the if the offense never – to even say it comes back to what it used to be because it wasn't a ton <laughs> before. <laughs> but if he can get back to the all-defensive level or at least just be a, like that type of stat line, if he could give you 10 rebounds and still giving you like eight, nine assists, he was an elite playmaker once upon a time when he was healthy. Like If he can get just some of those attributes back, Great. I'm happy for him. I'll forever miss the old Ben Simmons, but I'll take what I can get at this point. I'll tell you one thing. How we talked about, um, like, the Wiggins, Aaron Gordon, high-drafted players that didn't really, like, live up to, like, the superstar ceiling, but can go to the contending team and contribute. I feel like that could could happen for him. Mm -hmm. I could see a world where he's somebody's Draymond Green, and we're looking at Ben Simmons on the – let's just – not the Warriors, like, actually, but like a team like that, and they right. they win a championship. And we're like, oh my god, Ben! Look at him reviving his career. Look at him contributing. I I could see that. I really could. I don't know how like actual possible it is, but I could see that. No, nah, I could too. Because look, the teams are always going to need guys that do those things: rebound the ball, you need playmakers. You got length, you got defense. Like those are plug and play guys that he can do all of that for you. And that's one one package. Like literally. So, yeah, look, hopeful that he continues to, to stay healthy and get more comfortable and just, bro, be happy playing basketball again. And so let's not do what happened last time. <laughs> um, let's pivot over to the Pelicans who look really, really good to start this season. Zion is looking like the Zion we were expecting him to look like. Comes out, he's averaging basically 24 points a night with six rebounds. Um, B.I. is looking good, too, putting up 23 a night. This is exactly what we expected from this team. You've got Zion. You've got B.I. Both of them can play at an all-star level. We know we're again from C.J., right? Like 18 to 20 points a night can be more on certain nights, but, like, he's going to give you a consistent third option scoring punch. The defensive Herb Jones looked good. Valanchunas already had a a a double-double in the first game of the season. I think he's still one of the most underrated bigs in the league just because he does so much well above average, like very good rebounder, good screen setter, solid 
defender, not the greatest at any of those things, but is very good at all of them. Um, and it's just a, a great quality big for this team. And Pelicans look good. They went out um, first game of the year, beat the Grizzlies, and then beat the Knicks, I think, Saturday. Um, and, and, yeah, they, they have a, a good start to the year. Excited to continue to watch a lot of this Pelicans team because, hey, MVP Zion season is loading, bro. Hey man, if he could if he could play sixty five games, but I mean we've been we've been knowing that though. Like the hey. Pelicans to me is just <clears throat> like I don't have any takeaways because it's just stuff we already been knew. They're a really, really, really good team when Zion's healthy. When he's not, they're playing ish team. Like it's just right. so simple, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, my thing is, I am just I one I just want Zion to be healthy. And what does this team look like with a healthy Zion in the playoffs? That's really what I want to know. Because they're not going to be an easy out for anybody. So, like I said, takeaways from, like, this week, they look good. But it's nothing that we haven't – that we don't already know, basically. Right. Um, I Let's get literal, though, with the, the MVP talks. If you got to give a, a week one MVP, I think there's probably a clear-cut answer. And that Absolutely. is Luka Doncic, bro. <laughs> What's what what you doing, bro? <laughs> Finally came into the season in shape. That's what happens. Like it, it, I've been calling Luca MVP for the past like three years. He's been letting me down every time. Like, come on, man. This gotta be the year. No, look, that first game, 33, 13, and 10. Second game, 49, 10, and 7 on 64% from the field, 64% from three. Oh. <sighs> He has the most with the with the craziest game. game winner. Like, bro, come on now. He should be doing stuff. Like, what do, do, is that? Threw it up with one hand from the wing, like a hook shot. And what's, up these, it in. what's up with these European basketball players? They just, they be, I think they just grew up playing horse all day because Jokic just be bucket. <laughs> Luka just bucket. Like, what are we doing, bro? And it'd be game winners. It'd be You're like right. high crucial moments. They just, whatever. Like, it's crazy. It's easy. Bro. Uh, but no, look, I, I think. This Mavericks team, I, I actually was surprised at how many people I saw still skeptical about them, even with the additions that they made. Um, I know we talked about it in the preview. Like I think that they did a lot to solidify both the center position and just the, the perimeter defense around Luka and Kyrie. And I have to have to give a shout out to Derek Lively, who, look, I was not ex- I, not expecting him to – be this comfortable this early. I was expecting, you know, later in the season, like he fits the prototype of a big that you want with Luca. But no, first game against mm-hmm. the Spurs, he goes out and puts up 16 and 10 with a block and a steal. He is a lob, like a legit lob threat. Luca is just going down and pick and roll and just, bro, putting up there, go get it. And he's putting it on people's heads. Um, he's active in the, like I said, on the defensive side of the ball crashes the glass really well. Um, it just makes their offense that much more scary when you have Luka handling the ball. You know Kyrie is on the wing waiting for the kickout, and all of a sudden now you actually have a real serious lob threat to worry about. That's very, very hard to defend. There's a lot of gravity going on there on the court. Um, so, yeah, shout-out to Derek Lively. He's had a great start to the season. Looks like the long-term answer for the Mavericks at, um, at center, which is, is good to see. And that makes him so scary, right? Like, 
<laughs> that makes this team so scary because Luca with a bunch with four other bums is already scary and right. himself. So it's like you give Luca an actual supporting cast and an actual like really good running mate in Kyrie Irving. It's like, bro, this team this team is gonna be it's gonna be so gross, bro. This team is gonna be so good because they actually like, like we talked about. It, they actually address their weaknesses in the offseason. You still have Luka Doncic. Looks like he actually came out finally. He was in shape coming into mm-hmm. a season. Um, this this really could be the year they actually wins MVP though, because I feel like they're gonna win enough games. Um, yeah, he's, he's obviously he's gonna have the stats. Like, bro, he Luka seems like he has the craziest stat lines in the league. Like he'll like it forty nine. Was it forty nine ten and seven? Did he have zero turnovers? Like what bro like what you know this dude is playing my career out here it's it's crazy the way that he scores is just like it's just crazy the step backs the deceleration the way that he's able to go from fifth gear to park like bro Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's ridiculous bro he has a ball on a string he has eyes in the back of his head he's making hook shots from a three-point line like he's on another level right now and i said i think he it might just be, you know, they just had the um, FIBA tournament. Like, you know, he had to stay healthy out through the offseason playing a lot yeah. of basketball. That might have helped. That might have been a big reason. And so, like, look, he's coming in. He's in good shape. Looks good. He's playing real good, too, and his Mavericks team is off to a hot start. Um, so so good for them, and hopefully it stays that way because I've been the same way. Luca has been able to win MVP for multiple years now. Talent was never the question. Never the question. Never. So – but yeah, they they look good, man. They definitely look good. Uh, let's roll through all these last teams in the West that we haven't hit on. There's a handful here, um, starting with the Phoenix Suns, who I would have more to say, but we have yet to see the big three <laughs> that we've all been waiting for. Um, it was Book played the first game and hasn't played since then. Bradley Beal hasn't played at all. Katie's the only one that's played in all three. Uh, but when they did play, Booker and KD looked. What we expected from them, what they looked like last year. Um, and then we mentioned, yeah, in that second game against the Lakers, KD and LeBron were dueling for most of the game. KD had 39 in that game, almost put up a 40-piece. Um, just couldn't get it done down the stretch because literally every time he touched the ball, the whole Lakers team was like, we're going to allow anybody else to score but <laughs> you. Um, when just tough. But um, what I will say briefly is, again, the role players that they picked up, are making an impact early, which is good to see. Josh Akogi looks great early. Eric Gordon is able to provide the scoring off the bench, which when Bradley Beal and Devin Booker are playing will look a lot better than him having to play extended minutes <laughs> um, in, in a different role. Um, Jordan Goodwin was hitting some tough shots, tough shots against the Lakers in that game, um, which was interesting for him to see. I was not expecting that at that level. Um, and then Yuta, Yuta as well, Yuta Watanabe. Um, we know what he was as a shooter from his time in Brooklyn, um, but, but he looks good here on this this Phoenix team as well and is able to get some good minutes and, and provide um, some quality spacing for them too. So, again, they were able to build out this roster good, and obviously some of these guys are having to play expanded roles right now with D-Book and Bradley Beal out, but they've looked solid so far and are 2-1 through their first three games. Yeah, their main thing is staying healthy because, like you said, these guys are going to be good, but you don't want them playing this many minutes. Like, the whole point is to have your big three out there and them become complementary pieces. So, it's gonna. I'm curious to see how it looks when they come back because, I mean, even just off the first game, Devin Booker is, bro, he's ridiculous, bro. The shots that he makes, it does, like, it literally makes zero sense. 
Um, like <laughs> he's been on an insane heater because it looks like he carried all that into this right. game, man. <laughs> all that from last year's playoffs into this game, into that first game. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what it looks like when they come back. Um, I think Nurkic is a, is a better fit for them than Aiden. Um, he looks Agreed. solid, even being able to like he's a bigger body, um, and he facilitates a little bit better, which is really good and really helpful yeah. for them. I still. Again, it really just was one game. So I'm talking about the game with Booker when he played. Still have question marks about like them having an actual playmaker. Um, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see when the season goes on and what it would look like when all three of them are there. Yeah. So not gonna spend too much time on it because we ain't seen the big three that we was advertised to see. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let, let's pivot to Golden State. We talked to them about them a little bit. Uh, touched on some of the teams that they played against. Um, but they're sitting at two and one right now. Um, obviously they lost the, the season opener or yeah, lost the season opener to the Suns, um, but have won back-to-back games now against the Kings and the Rockets. Steph Curry is looking as good as he has in his career. Like we talked about still, um, in his prime and can argue that he's been playing the best basketball of his career. Um, Chris Paul, the scoring is not there, but it doesn't need to be, which is a-okay. Um, and they brought him off the bench in this past game because Draymond is back from his ankle injury. So I don't know. I'm sure that'll be tweaked and he'll probably continue to be swapped around in lineups. Cause I know Steve Kerr loves to mess around with those throughout the course of the season. Thanks. Um, but, but yeah, early on, look, we knew that the fit isn't great. I still have the same questions. Those are not going to be answered early on. We'll have to really see this team throughout the course of the season. Um, but look, Chris Paul, the mid-range is still good. He still is going to be having at high of a basketball IQ is going to be able to figure out how to get the ball into the hands of the people that need it and be able to facilitate their offense effectively. Um, that's what he's been able to do early on. Um, so glad that that's working out. He's averaging 9.3 assists on the season. Um, Looney looks good. He's still crashing the glass as always. That's what he does. Um, so yeah, this, this looks like Warriors team that we were expecting. We need to see them really go up against, um, you know, more top level teams. They think they play the Pelicans tonight, so that'll be interesting to see how they handle Zion Facts. <laughs> um, and Bi too, for that matter. Like any type of length on the perimeter. So um, interesting to see as we go on through the season. They play teams like a New Orleans, like a Denver, like a Philly. Um, guys with you know lengthy wings or dominant bigs i'm I'm interested to see how they handle that yeah that's my main thing i just want to see how they look actually having to guard someone (laughs) honestly because uh like offensively like i said they'll make it work chris paul is out here facilitating his offense isn't the best but he's out here facilitating steph is going to be steph i really just want to see what it looks like when they have to guard people what the what are the lineups going to look like who are you going to have on the court um and then because I still feel like it's going to be mismatches everywhere. Like, even in the first game against the Suns, like, there was times where it was Curry on Booker. It was, like, it was just – you can't hide everyone. You literally right. can't. So, you cannot. So, I'm curious to see how that's going to look. But so far, it's all right. All right. But yeah, it's not really much takeaways with week one. So, it's, all you right. know. Hey, hey, look, they played Phoenix close with, with uh, D-Book and KD. Yeah. But – but I just know if Beal's there though. That's somebody's getting killed because yeah. <laughs> somebody got to guard. Because I'm looking at it like, oh, like who's on the court? I'm like, bro, Beal's gonna be on the court for one of these guys, and <laughs> Paul Curry, Clay, somebody's gonna have to guard. Somebody's gonna have to step up. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting. That's going to be a team to continue to keep our eye on. Um, let's move over to the Kings, who um, are 2-1 and one right now, but I think De'Aaron Fox rolled his ankle last night, and unfortunately he's going to miss some time, so hopefully that's not super extended. Um, but he's looked great, great to start the year. Um, I think he's, he's averaging over 30 through their first three games. Um, put up 39 against uh, Golden State in the loss, and then last night against the Lakers, um, put up 37 and eight on uh, 58% from the the field goal or 58% field goal percentage. Um, so he's looked good. And I think their first game of the season, Harrison Barnes had like seven threes in the yeah. first half or so. He's, he was torching the Utah zone. Um, but look, this Kings team, like I said, the pretty much the same team from last year. They're banking a lot on Keegan Murray taking that next step. So far, he's averaging 16 points a game um, on okay, actually not okay, not great efficiency, um, 34% from three on almost 10 threes a game. So super high volume, but not the greatest efficiency um, so far. Um, but look, this is a scrappy team. Like I, I know the stats don't always go in their favor in terms of defense and just that notion but like they have the reigning clutch player of the year for whatever that's worth mm-hmm. and right they just get in these runs and i think it's also the sacramento crowd just gets so into the game now with the whole light the beam and everything like watching them in overtime against the lakers like malik mug is hitting big shots down the stretch kevin herter is hitting a three dagger and he's turning to the crowd the crowd is erupting like this team, they just got guts, bro. They got guts. They got heart. They got fight. Um, I still think they're going to be a fun team. I don't think we can expect to see the same season that they had last year. I know we talked about that um, in the preview episode, but look, De'Aaron Fox is a special talent. Um, Sabonis is what Sabonis is at this point. Um, it's really just about what Keegan Murray does throughout the course of the season. That's it. I feel like they kind of banked their, not banked their whole season on Keegan Murray, but it's like, no, like they made their offseason on that. That was their yeah. offseason progression. It's like Keegan about to take that step because we could have went out and got Kuzma. Right. But we got Keegan. Right. Hey, we got Kuzma at home. <laughs> we good. <All> right. <laughs> but uh, nah, yeah, it is funny, though, because it's like if he doesn't take that step, then it's like, bro, you guys kind of just sold in the offseason. You know what I mean? So yeah. kind of banking on that. So that's really the main thing with this team. Because like you said, they're pretty much the same exact team. It really depends on if he takes that step. Um, and can they really – actually be contenders not just have a good record in the regular season and losing the playoffs like can they actually be real contenders so mm-hmm. um i'm curious to see how that looks especially you know with some bonus with his playoff struggles I'm, I'm curious to see how they look um and and to see if they regress like how we were kind of talking about before like they kind of like they were the most healthy team i remember you brought that up before last year yeah. so it's like to see if they actually do regress um going into the season especially with uh fox being injured yeah yeah it's gonna be Tough. I hope it's not super long. It's kind of early. They haven't reported too much on the ankle injury, but hopefully it's not a, a super long time period for him to miss because um, I don't know if they can afford that super long because if Sabonis is your number one option, hmm. ooh-wee. Um, hmm. let's, let's pivot to the Clippers, um, who, again, also are 2-1. Uh, Paul George has been super hot to start the season. Him and Kawhi both look good. It's good to see them both playing together. It feels like it's been a little while. Um, so happy to see them both starting the season healthy and playing well. Um, Paul George, I think is averaging like over 27 or 28 on the season already on pretty good efficiency. 
He's doing Paul George things with the length and being able to dribble and create his own shot. So all that is good to see. I don't have too much to say about this team. Like, you know, Bones Highland has given them the punch off the bench that they were hoping for. Um, Russ still looks like Russ. Like, good and again, bad. Right. It, it's mm-hmm. just about health. It's just about health. So we don't got to spend too much time on it because I, I imagine you're probably going to say the same thing. It's not, I don't, honestly, this, I don't even care what they look like now. I literally couldn't care less. Are they going to be healthy in the postseason? That's it. Yeah, because we know what this team can do. They've got the talent. It's just about staying healthy. That's all um, it is. And I think the last team, I don't know, two more teams in the West, Timberwolves. I haven't talked about the Timberwolves yet. Um, well, they're one one on the season. Um, they lost the first game of the year, their first game of the year to the Raptors. Um, and then came back and were able to beat the Heat by 16 um, in a game that uh, Jimmy Butler sat out in. So, obviously, you have to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, but Anthony Edwards coming out, averaging about 23 points to start the year. <sighs> Still have the same thing. It's about this cat go bear fit. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it looks weird. It, I feel like it's making Cat play funky. There were moments in some of the games this year where it's like Cat is just doing things that are just why? Like, why is he even being asked to do these things? He was on some like point center stuff and trying to like play make. And it's just, it, it's not, he doesn't feel comfortable. He doesn't look away comfortable. From his game. He doesn't play right. into his strong suits. Right, exactly. So forever, I'm going to, like, there's not actually a huge sample size, like, because of Cat's injury last year in terms of them playing together, but the sample that we do have is not great. And we keep adding to it, and it's not getting better, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what the long-term solution is here, but I, my sentiment still stands, like, this team is capped by having the two of them. Yeah, so I don't know what you do, but – it feels like we're we're running down a path where eventually you got to get off of one, which is probably going to have to be Cap. Unfortunately, because it's not going to be Gobert. No, I don't know. You, you damn sure ain't getting nearly what you what you paid for him. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> try to move off Gobert. Not but, at uh, all. But, yeah, I actually didn't watch any of the Timberwolves yet this season. Um, But, yeah, it's – I have just – it pretty much is the same thing. It's like the Cat and Gobert, is it going to work? We're both kind of skeptical, skeptical on it. Um, and like I, I, like I said before, I think it could work enough to where in the regular season you win a good amount of games. Um, but definitely come later in the season or come postseason, that is going to look bad. Cause then to the day, like you said, it's not playing into Carl Anthony Towns' strengths. Like you're making him do stuff that he's not comfortable doing, not supposed to be comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're capping his upside. And then in general, it's just, the fit is just so weird that I don't think it's going to work. So that's something to definitely watch closely as the season goes on. Um, but at the end of the day, you got Anthony Edwards. He's a superstar. So he can take you – all his talent alone, he can take you pretty far. Exactly. So you have to keep watching and seeing. But skeptical, man. I am skeptical. Last team in the West um, is going to be the Jazz. Did not catch a ton of it. I really only caught the back end of their, their game against the Clippers where – Jordan Clarkson hit a game winner, so good for them. But this Jazz team, from what I've seen and the bits and pieces that I've been able to watch, is what I expected, right? Lori is still, you know, going to be their main guy, putting up like 24-ish a night. Um, good to see John Collins again hooping, hopeful that he can continue to play and 
get comfortable again and have more freedom because um, it just felt like uh, him and Atlanta had really run that course. Um, so hopeful to see what that kind of turns out to in the as the season progresses. Listen, man, I ain't never gonna lie to this podcast. I'm probably not gonna watch not a single jazz game this year. <laughs> I'm just they have nothing that excites me. I'm gonna be honest with you. Lloyd Market is cool. Um Jordan Clark is cool, you know, Laker Laker legend, you know how that go. But other than that, I I'm gonna be lying if I say I care about the Jazz. Hey, what I will say is Chris Dunn got banged on by Malik Monk. I don't know did if you he? saw that. I, oh, I did see, I did see it. Was it on like <laughs> uh, yeah, well that was the one on the fast break? Yes. Yeah, bro. I did see that. He got <laughs> postered. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's hilarious. That's what he get for sitting out the whole season with a bone bruise. This guy sat like bro, this guy sat out the entire season with a with a like I don't, I don't even want to talk about Chris Chris uh Chris Dunn, bro. I'm good. <laughs> Let let's shift over back to the east and wrap up um the couple teams that we haven't talked about there. Um first one we're gonna go to is gonna be the Pacers, who bro, they're putting up points. 143 with no overtime is crazy. Insane. <laughs> That's like, insane. That's wild, bro. Uh, again, grain of salt. It was against the Wizards, but look, 143 in an NBA game with no overtime is crazy. Then they put up 125 against the Cavaliers in a game where I know the Cavs were missing a lot of people. I think there's no Garland in that game. Um, and I don't think no Jared Allen either. And no Donovan Mitchell. It was the <laughs> shell of the Cavaliers going up against the Pacers. But at the end of the day, this team – and really, Tyrese Halliburton, bro, he could sleepwalk to like 21 and 13 assists every, every game. <laughs> it's so easy for him. Like, it just makes it look so simple. He's averaging basically 21 and 12 on a season with five and a half assists. Uh, Miles Turner is putting up 15 and a half points through their first two games. Aaron Neesmith has provided some good scoring for them off the bench. Bendick Mathurin is, you know, giving us that 12, 15 points. Um, you know, I'm playing the, the two guard there. Bruce Brown is slotted into his role nicely. Um, again, this team is going to be fun to watch. They're going to be fast paced. They're going to get out in transition. And they have a lot of shooting between guys like Bruce Brown and Buddy Hill and Miles Turner and Tyrese. Like, they're going to put up a lot of points and play fast with a lot of possession. So I said before, I was going to watch a lot of Pacers basketball. They have not disappointed um, so far this year. So. Yeah. Good to see. Good to see. They are going to be running and gunning all OD. season long. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and we kind of predicted that in the in the before the season, but yeah, it is going to fruition a little bit. They're just going to be running and gunning, and it's also going to be one of those teams that are super going to be super super fun to watch because high high pay, high fast paced, um, high scoring games. That's pretty much what it's going to be most of the season. Mm-hmm. Next team we got up is the Pistons, and it's. Two people I really want to talk about, and it's the two people I was most excited for to finally get to play together on the Pistons, and that is Jalen Duran and Cade Cunningham. Cade is when he had a thirty piece right in their first game. Um, yeah, against the Heat, they only lost by one. Um, but he put up thirty and nine. Um, he's averaging about twenty three points uh, on the season so far. Um, but Jalen Duran, I think he's leading the league in rebounding Rebounds, right yeah. now. Right, yeah. <laughs> Bro, 18 and 15. He's averaging the same amount of offensive rebounds that Jaron Jackson is averaging, just total rebounds on the the season right now. Like, (laughs) 
bro, he's getting to it on top of averaging 2.7 blocks, bro. Bro, he's a beast, bro. And he's the still monster. like and he's 19. He's only 19. <laughs> he's 19. He's, bro. he's just the same age as Jason Tatum, bro. That tells you how young Yo. he is, bro. <laughs> but nah, nah, he's just a beast, bro. It's insane to see. Like he just looks like it's wild. <laughs> But he's just like a monster out there on the defensive end on the rebound on the on the glass. I just, off the glass, I should say. <laughs> now he's a beast. But this this Pistons team is gonna be also one one of those super fun young teams to watch. We talked about it before the season started, but get to see Cade and Duran play together is gonna be super right. fun. And with those other pieces, they still got the other Thompson twin over there. They got um mm-hmm. oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? Ivy. Oh my god, why did I blank oh, on Jane his name? Ivy, yeah. Jane Ivy. Oh my god. But um. But yeah, they're going to be one of those teams that's not going to win a lot of games, but man, it's going to be fun to watch. And then hopefully, like mm-hmm. moving forward in a couple of years, it's going to be one of those teams that like they have some cornerstone pieces that they can build on, and then eventually, you know, be one, be a really good team. But right. so far, super fun, super exactly. super fun. Asar has been able to flash on the defensive end, right? He's able to be a great chase down artist, um, you know, weak side rotator to the rim to, to, you know, help be an additional rim protector. Offense is always going to – that's really been the question for both of the Thompson twins, especially from a shooting perspective. So that'll come with time. Mm -hmm. Um, And shout out Alec Burks too, bro. Real pros pro just come in and and score the ball, bro. That's what he does. He can shoot. He was hooping. I mean, it's always been a little bit of a bug. It's always been his little thing. He always can get a bucket here and there. Right, definitely. He's consistent on 2K, consistent in real life. Facts. <laughs> um, next team we got here is the Milwaukee Bucks. Surprised we haven't talked about them at all. That's um, funny. Hey, freak time went crazy in game one. It ain't get freaky at all in game two. <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> No, yeah, definitely the tale of two games because they first game it looked as scary as advertised against the Sixers. Um, Dame almost put up 40 points, he had 39 and was clutch early on, hitting the, the big threes there down the stretch that they needed. Um, Giannis put up 23 and 12 in that game, and then after the Hawks, I think we're 0 2 at that point, and Trey Young had looked bad like, terrible, really no way around it. They go out and Damian Lillard somehow look worse. <laughs> uh, Dame, I think this is last night, right? He had went two for twelve from the points. field. Yeah, six points minus twenty nine. Jesus Christ! Man. <laughs> uh, so again, not gonna read too much into it. This is a new team with a new coach, um, so it it'll take time. A new star but, player. It's time right. to get cohesion and everything to really work out. But I, I do think uh, the small takeaway I took um, was from the first game how, I mean, we kind of knew it too, but the fact that, like, late in the games, it was Damian Lillard. Like, this right. is – like you, I mean, honestly, we never – we didn't – I don't think we brought this up on the podcast. Like, you saw how, like, when Giannis was getting interviewed, he was like, this is Damian Lillard. This team. is his team. This is, that kind of surprised me a little bit. Because they, I think I'm pretty sure when Dame first got there, he said something like, "It's interesting to play with someone who's like better than me." He said something like that. I don't know if it those are his exact. Words. I think Giannis was just being nice, bro. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. But it's like he just openly said, "You know, this is." He said, "I'm here, but this is his team." I'm like, okay, he, he just being nice, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess Giannis a two time MVP, bro. Come That's on, what I'm now. saying. It's like, bro, I, if I'm Dame. I'm like, I'd have been like, nah, bro, it's his team. Like, it's probably, it probably been like a going back and forth thing. Like, nah, bro, yeah. it's just his team. But, like, definitely nah. late in the games, though, closing-wise, 
Damian Lillard is going to have the ball in his hands all of the time because that's just that's just what he does already, and it's exactly what this team needs for the most right. part because Giannis late in the games can't really create like that. But that, that's interesting to see. Yeah. Um, going to pivot to the Charlotte Hornets, who are 1-1, one and one, was one of the teams that had beaten the Hawks, which was, I think, surprising. I kind of was – I mean, again, I'm not expecting much from this Hornets team um, I was expecting a lot more from that Hawks team, so I was surprised they lost that first game. But again, early in the season, stuff is going to happen. You cannot weigh too much heavily on the beginning of, of uh, the NBA season. Uh, but biggest takeaway, really, hey, Brandon Miller looking a lot better, looking a lot more comfortable, efficient, shooting the ball, averaging 15 on 50% from the field, uh, 45% from three on almost six attempts a game. Good. Good to see, and I don't feel like no one's talking about it I, at all. I I have not seen not one Brandon Miller highlight anywhere. Not that he's necessarily doing crazy highlight plays, but hey, 15, 15 points on good efficiency after what he did in summer league. Hype him up a little bit, bro. Is the number two overall pick? Dang. I mean, I I, I seen one like TikTok edit because he was about to fight freaking uh, what's his face? <laughs> Stu. I think it was Stewart. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Honestly, my main thing is that we gotta stop. And now, when I say we, I just mean basketball media and social media in general. Gotta stop taking into account like uh, summer league and like, yeah. like gotta stop acting like dudes is like it's make or break right there, bro. Because playing with go for playing with no point guard at all, nobody setting him up, no one making his life a little bit easier to actually go and play with Lamelo and actual NBA players. You're gonna look a lot better, bro. Especially when all the focus is not on you, all the attention is not on you. On not on you, you're gonna look a lot better. So that that was really good to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, gonna speed run through these last couple. Got the Wizards up next. They're Pool doing party. Wizard, they're doing Wizard things. Unleash Jordan Poole, please. But him and Denny keep getting into it. <laughs> Yo, bro, what's up with that? They got beef bro. already. Bro, pass the ball. I mean, I understand it. Nah, get get it off. What Kobe said, you want the ball? Get it off the glass, bro. Get the ball. Get, it off, get the rebound if you want the ball, bro. Stop playing with me. I didn't come here to. You think Jordan Poole came here to pass the ball? Jordan Poole came here to get buckets. That's what he came here to do. He do need to learn how to dial it back. Just, just nah, smooth, bro. bro. Nah, Jordan. You watching, this, you watching this, bro? You got my full faith. Keep shooting. And I, I'm telling you, you can keep shooting. Just you know, maybe a better shot here or there. Like we don't, we don't gotta always shoot the 35 foot three. The flashy, the better. The flashier, the better. I want to see like a like a tween hezzy pull from like the logo. If I'm if I'm watching a Wizards game, I'm watching for one reason, one reason only to see Jordan Poole shoot a bad shot. That's it. <laughs> uh, let's pivot to the Heat. Who, um, like I said, Jimmy Butler sat out their last game against the Timberwolves that they did lose. Um, they won their opener against the Pistons and then lost a tight game to the Celtics. Um, my biggest takeaway, hey, Bam is averaging 23 points to start the year. We saw the added intensity and effort for him on the offense side of the ball. That feels like – or in the postseason, it feels like that's continued to start the season. Pat Riley was saying somebody else outside of Jimmy's got to put up 25. Mm-hmm. Could be Bam. Could be Bam. Mm-hmm. And that would be – hey, bro. Could have been Dave. If he – it definitely could have been Dame. Also, the fact that ESPN really got his picture with this emo haircut is <laughs> so disgusting. Um, but, but yeah, Bam still looks I mean, as great as he always does on the defensive side of the ball. One of the only guys who I think can really comfortably say they can guard one through five. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with also being able to put up 25 a night, all-NBA player right there. That is an all-NBA level player. Um, and I got to ask you a quick question. Do you think he'll ever win Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, It almost feels like we're reaching the point where it's like he may just never it, get it. If he didn't win it, the only reason I say, if he didn't win it by now, I'm going to say no because we all know that awards in general are kind of narrative-based, and it's like mm-hmm. – you got a Wimby coming in. Like, I gen- genuinely, whether it's deserved or not, just off of hype and everything, if Wimby, like, averages mad blocks, like, he's going to get votes. Um, and you just got other great defenders in, in the NBA. Even you got, like, guys like Chet. Like, young guys coming in, basically, is what I'm saying. It's like, I, if he didn't win it by now, I think it's might be tough. But then again, it's definitely not impossible. Not at all. Okay. He deserves it. He's a, he's a deep boy caliber player. All right, he's one of the best defenders year in, year out. Like, I don't think you can really say there's more than two or three better defenders than him every year. Especially not more versatile, too. Like you said, one of the few people that can literally... He might be, he might be the most versatile defender in the league. I think so. Because, like, he's... Who else can guard one through... Who else can, like, literally... Because people say it, like, hey, you can guard one through five. Who can right. literally guard the point guard and then guard the center? This is- it's, bro, not... And to the level that he can... I don't know if there's anybody like you could make arguments for actually really who, who could you actually say, say 20, like 2017 Ben Simmons, maybe like, I must, yeah, I must say prime LeBron. That's why I don't know. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, next team we got here is the Knicks. Hey bro, your boy is shooting 27% from the field in their first three games. Randall. Yeah. Damn. He stinks. That's uh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> their their first game of the year, they was doing the ISO ball back and forth between him and Jalen, and it just nah, bro. Their nah, offense bro. at times looks so gross when they do that. Like it's, when they just it like your turn. It, it really turn. looked gross when Jay, when Julius is the one doing it, bro. Like why? Who is giving this the green light? Stop, Tom. His offense. <laughs> his game. His offensive game is so weird. Like he's a ball stopper, and he's just like. ISO, let me make some little weird move and hopefully it goes in. Like his offense yeah. is so gross sometimes. Um, but yeah, Brunson looked good. RJ looked good. Quickly looked real good again off the bench. He already put up 15 a night. Um, you know, probably going to be another guy in the running for six man a year. So I don't know how long Julius is going to be able to stay like there, stay there or keep playing like this. Like, honestly, even if he changes it, I don't think Knicks fans are going to care. Like, I know so many Knicks fans that have turned. On Julius Randle, they're, like they're done with him, bro. The only only way he can get his like uh like his value up as far as in the eyes of Knicks fans is if he comes out and they go into the playoffs. He has like a great series, right? He would have to turn up exactly. Yeah. Then they would have to win the. I mean, I said no. They don't even have to win the series. He just would have to like go crazy. Like he would have to have an efficient high twenties, maybe thirty point type series for them to like maybe like oh yeah maybe Julius Randle's all right. Other than that, they're they're pretty much done with him. Um, last couple teams here. We got the Cavs up next. Um, like I said, they are already dealing with some injuries, so it's a couple guys been in and out of the lineup. But Donovan Mitchell looked like Donovan Mitchell scoring the ball at will. Again, the added defensive intensity that we saw last year looks to be carrying over. Um, for Evan Mobley, I don't know if we're ever gonna at least not now. The offense hasn't developed. I think as some people would have hoped now, um, at this point in his career, but Bro is a generational defensive player, like so. Even if it don't ever reach that point, I think that's okay. 
Yeah, I I do think though for the Cavs to really be like a con an actual contending team, I think his offense is gonna have to improve. Like, cause I mean, Donovan Mitchell's gonna go out there, he's gonna do his thing. Darius Garland, I have confidence that Darius Garland is gonna improve because I think mm -hmm. last year was his first time in the playoffs, and uh, you see that he was like good game, bad game, like kind of inconsistent. All right. For them to like be the a really top contending team, like Evan Mobley's game is gonna have to evolve offensively, yeah. and this yeah. season it might be slow. Yeah, and look, it's still early, bro. Well, he's probably still like twenty one at most. Oh yeah, it's plenty of time um, for sure. So yeah, it, it's no immediate rush. It's just early on. It looks very similar to what it did look like last year. Yeah. Um, next team we got definitely don't want to spend a lot of time on. That's the Bulls. Um, Zach Levine put up 51 points in a, and they lost the game. It wasn't even close, bro. 51 <laughs> points and they lost by 16. That's disgusting. And they have zero assists, too. It's a real ball stat right there. Real baller stat. Yeah. Real hooper. <laughs> yeah. So like, you lost 51 points and you lost by 16 to the Pistons. Like, they had a players only meeting after the first game of the year, bro. This, this team is cooked. <laughs> I don't know what, like, I just I feel I feel for Bulls fans. I feel for y'all. It's not y'all's fault. The Lonzo Ball injury is like so unfortunate. Um, but yeah, this this is not it, bro. It's not it. Never got to see the real DeBall Zach, man. Not to not DeBall Zach. Hey, DeBall Zach. Yeah, we got to see gosh. it, man. But we uh, did not. Somebody, somebody put the on Twitter. Somebody quoted the loss with the freaking eliminated graphic already after game <laughs> one. I was like, yo, it's hey, too funny. It's factual though, bro. Nah, no, bro. it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, last two teams, we got the Raptors. Who? I really got two big takeaways. One, Scotty Barnes. This is what we want to see. Averaging 21, 9, and like 7 assists. He's doing it on both sides of the ball. He's all over the court, impacting the game on offense and defense. That is what we were expecting to see from Scotty Barnes. So that's been good to see. The half-court offense sucks. <laughs> it does not look good, bro. It's just like the Bulls were able to beat them by just packing the paint and like Gary Trent was the only real threat from the three-point line, so he's out there just chucking, and there was no other options. So it was like they brought in that guy to hopefully help their half-court offense, and they had the whole debacle where he was low-key stealing stuff from the Knicks. There's a lot going on, bro. But, uh, yeah, Toronto, I what we talked about, right, Masai said that he's going to let this team see what they look like after 25 games. I'm not expecting them to look good. I'm expecting them to move off of Pascal and Gary and maybe even OG and just like let's build around Scotty and uh, and Grady Dick and, and let's work. <laughs> my, yeah, my takeaway is I'm not gonna be watching many Raptors games. I tell you that much. Yeah, they no, just, not how they have core offense was looking. Not, right not exciting. Nothing. I'm good. I'm straight. Last team, and we will have covered all thirty. Is the Atlanta Hawks. We did mention Trey Young, the efficiency. Yo, bro, 26% from the field, 27% from three. That ain't it. But bright spot, Jalen Johnson. Oh, my gosh. Did you see him catch the two-for-one poster? The double poster was crazy. Yo. And his bro didn't like last year. He was getting what? Yeah, thirteen minutes a game. That's more than doubled. He's tripled his points per game from a season ago. Um, this was the 
leap that I think a lot of people were hopeful for. Um, so I, I'm excited for Jalen Johnson. He's this is like MIP level jump, like adding 10 points, uh, plus three rebounds from uh, the previous season. Like he keeps this up, he'll be right in the mix for that award and, and deservedly so. What do you what do you what do you think the Hawks ceiling is? With this current roster, bro, I don't know. I really am a believer that fit-wise, Trey Young and DeJounte can work together. I like Double O a lot. I think that he eventually could get off of Clint. I like AJ Griffin a lot and Sadiq Bay and Bogdan. Like they've got good spacing, they've got defense. But Trey Young really has not shown a great comfortability to being off the ball. Mm. And so, like, with that being the case, there's not a high ceiling for this roster because if you can't be a threat off the ball, bro, that's a problem. Like, you're – I don't know why is that. Why he just feel like, like – he just don't – he don't feel comfortable when he's off the ball. It's like he wants he, the ball. He, like, checks like, out. He doesn't know how to – it feels like he doesn't know how to move around, like – as, I don't want to say that it's on coaching too, but it's like I don't know, bro. At some point, you gotta like force him to like, bro. So we gotta start running off like off ball screens. We gotta start doing like pin downs, floppy actions, whatever. Like we've got to find ways to make you a threat, other than you just dribbling and running pick and roll. I think it's hilarious how like when he came out, like there was like yeah, Steph Curry was like his comp, and I'm like, bro, they can't be any less similar in certain aspects of their yeah. game. It's so funny. But yeah, no, I was just curious. But you know, I'm curious to see what this Hawks team will look like. Do you, you think it's like this is like the last chance for this whole um, Trey Young Dejounte combo? Probably. Yeah. Like you had, they had the, the full off season with Quinn. Like right. if it don't work out this year, people are going to start. I mean, it's already happened in the past about trying to get off of Trey Young. Yeah, but, that was rumors last year. Yeah, so that's going to only continue to be prevalent, especially if you keep playing like this, bro. He's not been playing good to start the year. Bro. Mm-hmm. 27% from the field is disgusting, bro. Disgusting. But that is our takeaway from all 30 NBA teams from the first week of the season. Um Basketball is back, man. I'm so happy. I, this is good. I'm. I can't wait. As soon as this podcast ends, I'm about to open up league pass. I was gonna say, bro. I was looking at the schedule for the games tonight as we were talking. Yeah. I was like, hold on, I'm gonna need to. But I, I gotta find a way to maneuver between this. I might. I want peek into the Monday night game too for football. It's like so much, so much stuff going on right now. So much sports yeah. going on. I'm not even going to hold you. Football is taking the meanest backseat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I because you was, I know you was watching the games on Sunday. I still be yeah. like, bro, I got to watch the games on Sunday, bro. I, I still have the red zone up, but it's like, nah, bro. Basketball <laughs> is on, bro. Basketball is on. That's That takes precedent over everything else. I respect it. I really do. Um, But with that, we do got to give y'all the rapid recap for week eight. Yes, sir. I love so, this part of the pod, man. It's so fun. Let me pull this let me, up. I said, let me pull up my NFL schedule. Hold on. <laughs> um, we'll get yeah, got the banners back for y'all again. Now let me get the let me so get clean. the music going right quick. If our mics cut out, hold on. <clears throat> right, give it like five seconds. We'll be back. Right. Technical difficulties. Okay. No. 
Say something. Now we back. We yeah, back. Now we back. Hey, we your, back. Yours came back at the same time. <laughs> we back. All right. This is our NFL Week 8 Rapid Recap, and we are starting with Thursday Night Football. Bills 24, Bucks 18. How we feeling about Josh Allen? It's been a real up and down year for him. Yeah, that's really what it is. Just up and down, inconsistent. They got some injuries on the defensive end. So in that aspect, I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie. But them being like a real contending team. At the end of the day, you got Josh Allen. When he's playing at his highest, they can beat anybody. They definitely can. Cowboys 43, Rams 20. CD absolutely feasted on this Rams secondary. And I think I just saw the report. Matthew Stafford tore a ligament in his thumb and might be sidelined for a little bit of time. So not good news for Rams fans. As a Cowboys fan, I'm not even moved by this, to be honest with you. I really have been still hurt by the 49ers <laughs> loss. So until we get to the playoffs, I'm not moved by anything on this roster. Unless we go into Philly this weekend and really whoop up on the Eagles, but that would be crazy. Yeah, bro. I'm not going to lie. Y'all some bullies sometimes, bro. Y'all be bullying up on the teams that can't. The ones right. with no – If you, I'm telling you right now, if you're a team and your offensive line is shaky, you about to play the Cowboys, man, it's about to be a long day for you. But other than yeah. that, yeah, no, I, I – the Cowboys right now. We, we some front team. runners. That's what we are. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Y'all are. I'm not going to lie. So we, <laughs> but it looks good, though. Like, when y'all do play these when, when, when we up, we up. But when we down, oh, my gosh. Yeah. We so down. It looks bad. So, yeah. Not, looking at this game, I'm excited for the Eagles game. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I just hope it's competitive. Yeah. We definitely have the talent to beat them. I hope it's competitive. Absolutely. Um, next one, we got Vikings 24, Packers 10. Really the biggest takeaway. Kirk Cousin tears his Achilles. I cannot feel any worse for him. Um, after watching the quarterback series on Netflix, I think everybody feels the same way about Kirk. So seeing that go down, watching the replay, seeing that calf do the little jiggle, everybody knew what it was, and it's finally been confirmed. So prayers for him and a speedy recovery, and what was a contract year for him too. So hopefully we can bounce back from that one. Yeah, Viking season is over. Prayers to Kirk. Hopefully, you know, speedy recovery or whatever. But, yeah, Viking season is, is, is wraps. Because at this point, it's like, you even, why even bring Jettas back? Do, I'm about to say, do you even do it? For my fantasy team, please do. But, like, other than that, it's like, do you, realistically, like, there's no point of bringing Jettas back. Um, yeah, this season is pretty much chalk. But Packers-wise, though, Jordan Love has not looked good. He's not passing the vibe check no more. Not at all. Not at all. He was before. I, bro, first two weeks, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I know ball. What? I called it on Jordan Love. Now it's, <laughs> damn. But, now, I mean, he's still young. Uh, he's not, I can't say he's basically a rookie because he's been in the league for three years. But this is his first year starting. So, I still give him somewhat of a pass. Like, I'm, even if he plays bad the whole rest of the season, I'm not moving off him. Like, I'll give him at least one more. So, you just got to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, that's respectable. Um, next one, we got Titans 28, Falcons 23. Will Yo. Levis comes in and starts slinging the rock to D-Hop. About time. Uh, and Desmond Ritter also gets benched in this one for Atlanta, which I know has been speculated for a while that it might have been coming, and it finally does come in this game. How do we feel about both of these teams, really? I'll start with the Titans. Will Levis, I'm sorry. I didn't know you was, I didn't know you was chugging it like that. My bad, big bro. My fault. But now he he the arm talent was crazy. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. Like the, the throw where he rolled out to the right and he hit the pulse on the other side. Like I thought like Jesse Bates, if you look at it, like he was a step behind because he didn't think he could throw that far. 
Yeah. Uh, that was crazy. Um, so by on that aspect, shout out to Will Lovers. He played great. Um, the Falcons, well, Arthur Smith is so weird, bro. And this is not even a fantasy talk. This is like literal, like just let's make sense here. Yes. We got Kyle Pitts, the highest drafted tight end ever, and we we're using John o. Smith and your third stringer more than him. Then you draft Bijan, and then well, let's use Cordell Patterson and Tyler Algier. It's like, well, it's so it, like not fantasy aside, like just use your best players if you want right. to win games. Like that's just football. It has nothing to do with fantasy. Yeah. But I don't know. They, they're Falcons are so weird, bro. Yeah, people were questioning like his usage of Kyle Pitts and Bijan. And he was talking about he don't care about fantasy. He don't got to answer those questions or whatever. And people asked him, um, you know, why he benched Ritter. And same thing. Like, he's just, like, not really giving good answers or responses to the questions. And it's like, bro, Ritter has – this is what we've seen from Ritter the whole year. Like, why now? Yeah. I, it's just it's, – it's a weird situation in Atlanta for sure. And he always says, like, only thing I care about wins. I don't care about fantasy. Y'all you're not, not winning. winning. <laughs> like you're not you're not a you're not a Belichick, bro. Like you gotta for you to say something like that. Like I'm expecting you to have like a career record of crazy numbers. You're not a right. winning coach, bro. Cut it out. Exactly. Um, Saints 38, Colts 21. Um, I did not catch a ton of this game. Um, I'm assuming that you had to because I know you got a lot of in fantasy. So how how we feeling about Derek Carr? Got to get the week to week update. It was had nothing to do with Derek Carr this week. Did you see the play where it hit Lave in the face mask? I did. Come on, bro. Like, we got to do it. Derek Carr is only going to throw a couple accurate ones. That was one of them. You got to come down with that, big bro. I'm going to be honest with you. So he kind of folded me on that aspect. But when it comes to Rasheed Shaheed, I put clear that I got to play Oh, Rasheed Shaheed is getting hit on every deep ball in stride. It is, it's money every single time, bro. It's money. But to a lot of it, it's off the head. Like, come on, bro. What are we doing here? But other than that, though, um, I mean, yeah, Saints – Got, got a nice, got a nice win. Uh, got Kamara involved, which is good to see. One of your best offensive players. I mean, spread the ball around a little bit. So I mean, from a football aspect, it's pretty cool. Like getting Michael, Michael Thomas involved. He, he does a burner, so you can always hit him on a couple deep balls. But other than that, you know, they look solid. Colts got Gardner Mitch, you got a backup. You're not really expected to win, to be honest. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, next one we got Dolphins 31, Patriots 17. Tyree Kill, again, crazy ridiculous speed in this game. Um, and Dolphins continue to roll, get their season sweep on the Patriots. But again, still don't have that marquee win that I know we mentioned that they are definitely still looking for. Yeah, they're at a point, too, where it's like, bro, I don't care what you do against these bad teams because the Patriots is a bad team. I don't care if they beat the Bills. You have to be a really good team. You have to get a really good win under your belt for us to really think you're, like, you know, contenders. So... Other than that, on the Patriots side, you guys kind of suck. I think Kendrick Bourne tore his ACL, which is, like, kind of terrible. Did he really? I didn't even see that. I think I seen it on Twitter or something like that. I, oh, oh, my god! I think I seen that. So, that's bad. That's another weapon going. And he was playing good. These past, like, three I know, weeks, he's yeah. playing great. So, that's sad to see, man. But, you know, it is what it is. That's tough, bro. Prayers up for him. Um, moving on to the Battle of New York. An absolutely disgusting football game was played. Negative nine passing yards for the Giants in total in this game. And I'm going to say it real quick. The Jets was able to, to, to run a play and have the clock run down all the way to <laughs> one second. I saw the center 
the center just set the ball down and they was able to run the play with no problem. But let it be the Cowboys. Right? <laughs> in. He got to look at the football. He got to clean the football. <laughs> he got to check his watch. You know, all, all of a sudden, five seconds done ran off the clock. So I just want it to be even both ways. That's what I'm asking for. But at the end of the day, no way the Jets should have been able to kick the field goal to send it in overtime. But at the end of the day, bro, y'all was about to, they was about to lose a game where their defense only gave up 10 points. It's unacceptable. Yeah, it was like, bro, I think they almost broke a record for punts in this game. It was like 24 punts. The record is like 27. I saw a Thomas Morstead, like, highlight video. Just he, punts. He earned his paycheck this week. I'd say that. He definitely he did. He earned his paycheck this week. But I'll say, well, I mean, one thing is, Brees is the best, baby. He took a little little two-yard two little dump off and took it to the crib. Like, come on, man. It was Special old. talent. But he's just, he's just so good. But yeah, other than that, man, this game sucked. This game was Badly. terrible. Oh. Badly. Uh, next one, your Steelers. Oh, sloppy, sloppy game. Um, lose to the Jaguars, 20, 20 to 10. Um, and Mr. Trubisky hurt his ribs in this one. I think mm-hmm. he, or not Mr. Trubisky, oh, Pickett hurt his ribs in this one. Um, I think his status is in question moving forward, um, which I'm sure is probably just a pain tolerance thing, but always going to be tough with any rib injuries for throwing uh, quarterback. So. How you feel about the Steelers in this game? I know it was wet, it was raining, it was a, a sloppy game, really, altogether. Same. I don't even know how to feel about the Steelers, bro. Cause like we were four and two coming into this game. Like we had a good. Y'all record. should not have been four and two. I, like that's bro. what I'm saying. Like I don't know even how to feel about the Steelers, bro. It's such a weird feeling. Like I don't know if I want to like scrap to keep Tomlin streak alive or just be bad so we can get an actual franchise QB. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know how to feel, but I mean, maybe, maybe pretty soon though, people gotta start putting respect on the Jaguars because they they stringing together some wins, man. To be honest with you. Even if they're not pretty, they're getting some wins together. A W is a W. And speaking of that, look, Eagles 38, Commanders 31. Second time now the Commanders done played the Eagles this close this year. The Eagles, really every single win feels like it is a close game coming down to the wire. But credit to them, they find a way and they get it done every single time. A.J. Brown is lighting the world on fire right now. He might be, like, in fantasy purposes, the best receiver as of right now yeah he's real life like he he has a case real life if he yeah. wants to say i'm the best receiver in football he has I'll a listen. case for it i'm about to say yeah, yeah it's not like what are you talking about like nah, he has a case for it bro he's just he's just a physical specimen bro it's ridiculous every single catch he makes just looks like he's too strong for the db to just to do anything and he's still fast like his hands are crazy the one hand catch on like on in the end zone was ridiculous Oh, it's amazing to have him fantasy. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it so much. Every time he catches the ball, I'm like, oh, this guy's the best. But, you know, <laughs> Eagles, uh, yeah, they just they keep pulling these wins out, bro. Even if they're yeah. not pretty, they pull these wins out. That's why I'm so excited for the Dallas game. Um, We're going to see, man. We're going to see. Panthers finally get in the win columns. There are no more winless teams in the NFL. And they beat the Texans 15-13. to 13. Bro, I'm gonna tell everybody here right now, bro. I, I, you know, I was feeling good on Sunday. I was feeling great. I was like, you know, let me throw a little bet together. A little, just a little bet. A little, a little hail mary bet too. An anytime touchdown bet. Four legs. I'm like, whatever. Let's see, let's see what it is. Texans got a horrible run defense. I'm like, I put a, I put a bet together. I had, I think it was Brees anytime touchdown. It was T.J. Hawkinson anytime touchdown. It was Travis Etienne anytime touchdown and Chuba Hubbard. 
I'm feeling good. I think uh, who got theirs first? Breeze got the one. Then it was like third quarter. TJ got one. I was like, okay. ETN got one. I'm like, oh, I'm up. We'll have her get stuffed in the goal line three straight times. He did bad, Cost me $350 on a $10 bet. I would have been so up. Oh, my oh, God. I've been so up. I'm hurt for you. That's tough. Bro, I was – forget fantasy the whole rest of the day. Forget the Steelers. I was mad. I was so mad about that, bro. Um, I, nothing could have went right the rest of the day. If I won that bet, I'd been so up. So, yeah. I hate the Panthers now. Sick of that, bro. <laughs> block. Learn how to block, bro. Come on. That's all I got. I don't even care. We can go to the next. Uh, <laughs> Steelers 24, Browns 20. Um, again, this – no Deshaun this game, right? If I remember correctly, yeah. um, this is one I was catching in and out. Um, so yeah, this Browns defense is great, but their offense can only do so much when it's not Deshaun playing. Honestly, even if Deshaun is playing, their offense can only do so much. Um, the Seahawks team continues to be a solid NFC NFC team, um, and they'll they'll be the force. They'll be a force come playoff time. They'll make a little bit of noise. Aren't they the first in their division now? Three they got to be right. Yeah. Three game skid from San Fran. I think Seahawks mm-hmm. lost. Uh, who did they lose to? Obviously, I know they're not undefeated. I think they lose one or two. They are, right now, the Seahawks are, yeah, five and two, first in FC West. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, and it's crazy because their offense doesn't look that great either. Like, Geno's been throwing some, like, making some mistakes on offense. Definitely. He still has his flashes, but they haven't looked great. So, to be five and two is impressive. Hey, shout out Jake Bobo, though, a receiver that runs over a five-second 40, <laughs> getting in the end zone. Yeah, hey, yeah. speed kills, but clearly don't kill everything. Nah, he's <laughs> he, no getting it, he getting it done by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, the upset of all upsets. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> the Broncos, let's ride. 24-9 over the Chiefs, get their first win over Kansas City since the Obama administration. The streak is over. Like the Undertaker, he was able to pull it off. I, I, bro. As I'm watching the score, I'm just, I'm like, this ain't gonna hold. There's no way. Right, Mom right. Gonna pull it off. Mom right. gonna pull it off. And it just, it just never happened, bro. Uh. So shout out to Denver. Shout out to Denver fans, bro. Y'all needed it. I know y'all needed it badly. Bro, so I'm happy for y'all. To not be the team in eight years is so crazy, bro. But like, and a, team, a team that you have to play twice, twice every a year. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been in eight years. It's crazy. So it's about damn time. But nah, yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs offense looked terrible this week. They looked horrible. So, yeah, I don't – I mean, I don't really have much takeaways because it's just really just a bad loss. They'll bounce back. It's cheap. So yeah. I don't have much takeaways. But it is crazy. And, and to lose by, like, double digits. Like, right. that's the crazy part. Like, not like a three-point win. Like, nah, y'all, y'all beat them handedly. So, he did. Good for y'all. Hey, Jerry Judy has some snags in this game, too, bro. He did. He did. All right, he trying to put Steve Smith on notice. I respect it. Mm-hmm. I respect it. Uh, Ravens 31, Cardinals 24. I actually just saw the notification that uh, Josh Dobbs is not going to be starting next week. They're going to be rolling out a rookie for the Cardinals moving forward. I'm assuming until Kyler is Kyler might be back, back though. He practiced in the full this, like, last week. Yeah, so they said they already confirmed that the rookie's going to start next week, but Kyler may be back as soon as the week following. But uh, for this past week, Ravens were able to, to get this one done. Um, look, this Ravens team, they look good. They are rolling 6-2, and two, sole first place in the AFC North. Um, and they've got a semi-favorable schedule coming up. 
game against the Seahawks and the Browns, um, and they do play the Bengals, and then they do go and play the Chargers, who low-key kind of look like free food as of late. So mm-hmm. Ravens team could roll into a really good record and actually like compete for number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> three things. One, did not realize this game was this close. <laughs> I feel like every like I just assumed it. I don't think it about. really was. I think late. I think the Cardinals kind of scored a couple late. Okay. Yeah. Was, the, Car- the Cardinals had 17 points in the fourth to get it to 24. Okay. I was about to say I do not remember this game being that close. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That two. The Ravens look really really good. Um, like mm-hmm. they're rolling, getting hot right now. So they're definitely like a top contender in the, in, the, in the AFC. Another random thought. There's gonna be some really good games next week. You said they they play the Seahawks. They play the Seahawks. Yeah. Dolphins play the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You got Cowboys, Eagles. You got Chargers, yeah. Jets, which is still solid. And then Sunday night you got Bills, Bengals. That's some good games. Some great games. Gonna yeah. be a real good week. Real good week of football. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of the Bengals, you talking about the 49ers skid? Bengals 31, 49ers 17. If you'd have showed me this scoreline after like week two, I'm like, huh? Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> but. Here we are, 49ers were looking like unbeatable monster force. And now they're sitting at five and three after three straight losses. Brock Purdy was back in this game and did not have the greatest outing. Um, threw two picks in this one, despite throwing for 365 yards. And those ultimately were a big reason uh, that, that cost him this game. Yeah, Brock Purdy is like, I don't want to say he's like coming down to earth a little bit. I mean, maybe, you know what I mean? Because he was on mm-hmm. like an insane, insane year. He was. But now he's actually looking like an NFL QB. Not saying that he's bad, but saying like, bro, even the best. Well, Holmes, he just had a two interception, no touchdown game. Like even the best of the best have bad games. Right. So the fact that Brock Purdy was on like a 12 game win streak of just playing great every, every game, it was eventually going to come down a little bit. And then on the Bengals side, after the bye week, Joe Burrow getting full, is, looks fully healthy now, escaping the pocket, making plays. They're back. They're they're officially back. Twenty-eight to thirty-two from Burrow for two eighty-three and three touchdowns. They're back. Yeah, league, and, league needs to be aware. And, and you can just tell by the fact that they're not only in shotgun because his calf he couldn't drop back. Like they're running run plays from under center. Like they look completely one hundred percent. Definitely. Uh, and then Sunday night football, Chargers 30, Bears 13. Um, again, no Justin Fields in this one. Chargers get a much, much needed win to be able to stay in any type of contention in the AFC West. So they now continue to stay in second place there at 3-4. and four. They have to travel to New York and play the Jets um, this upcoming week. But, uh, yeah, I do you really feel any differently about the Chargers after this one. Nah, bro. Is, they can beat the Bears without Justin Fields. The Bears are bad with Justin Fields, so All right. <laughs> like, I don't even care about this. Yeah, one. not not too much to take away here. And lastly, tonight, Raiders in Detroit taking on the Lions. Jimmy G is back. I don't even I I've seen back and forth stuff. You know, is Amon Ra playing? He's playing. He's playing. He's playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any predictions? I think we probably both easily have the Lions. Lions by are how much? Rolling. I think Lions are gonna win by like at least ten points. I say Lions by 20. Hey, I don't even look at home coming off of a they got smoked last week coming off of a loss to the Ravens. Yeah, they, they, I can see them winning by at least two touchdowns. Hey, and I've got a, a bigger prediction. This is going to be the Jamison Williams breakout game. Mm. Touchdown for him tonight. Okay. I'm predicting if any uh 
put in a parlay and put that up there, just make sure you send me like two beans. <laughs> much appreciated. But that is the NFL Week 8 Rapid Recap. Get y'all covered every single week. Nowhere else can you get the full NFL week covered in 15 minutes or less than the Off the Glass podcast. Yes, sir. Lastly, before we get up out of here, because you said you hadn't seen the city jerseys yet, which is crazy. I feel like they made all the rounds on Twitter. Got I seen it nowhere. Up. I've seen it absolutely nowhere, which is crazy. Well, let me get the. Maybe I'm not following the right people. <laughs> let me get the share screen set up. Um. Okay. Okay. Oh, did you? Oh, shoot! It set it up perfectly for me. Cool. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're gonna go through. We're gonna go through all thirty. It's gonna be a nice little TikTok, little YouTube short. And I just want to know your opinion on all these jerseys. Um, and uh, let, let's let's grade it on a typical scale. You know, A through F. S if you're really feeling any of them. I would be stunned if you gave any of these an S. A lot of, mm-hmm. It ain't nothing that good. Um, you never so know, yeah, let, let's start with Atlanta. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, these is... Uh, these is all right. <laughs> <laughs> these, yeah... <laughs> They ain't bad, but like I don't like them that much, bro. These is like a we grade them like S through like F. Yeah, yeah. Oh, these is like a D. Uh, I'm straight on these. D, D. I feel like this is like a smooth B minus. Uh, to me personally, actually no, 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 because I've seen a few that were a little worse. I'll give it C, because like okay, yeah, I've seen some worse, but I don't okay. like it too much. We're gonna move on to the Celtics here. Um, <laughs> this is. It, it, like it feels generic. It looks like a Bucks jersey. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Hold on. My headset died. Oh, no. Hold on. Te- technical difficulties here. <laughs> I know you can probably still hear me. So, look, I think it looks like a Bucks jersey. I get it's a little. I, I, I give it a B. I give it a B. I give it a bro a C. I, I'll give it a low score. Hold it's on. not that bad of a Hold jersey. On, my mic's still off. All right, we back. We back. We back. You good? You good? Yeah, right. we back. We back. Yeah, I give it like a C solely because it just feels so not creative. Like that's it just true. Don't feel nothing special to me. And the wood grain, I don't even know if I'm feeling that. Like that do look a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. If it was like this would be like a B minus. If it was giving minuses, too, it'd be like a B minus. Yeah, nah. This this is a C. This is smooth <laughs> C for me. Next one, <laughs> got the Nets. Um, what are we doing here, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we talking about here, bro? Come on, like, what is this? It's supposed to be like, what? What is this even supposed to be? A art project, bro. <laughs> D, D, bro. This is a, it's an F, bro. Come on, <laughs> I'm tra- I'm gotta be nice. nice. What are the colors up here? Yeah, no, nah, I'm sorry. Like... I'm like, it's, it's an F, bro. I'm, I'm trying to be nice, bro. You got like baby blue, then a navy, then a nah, bro. You lost me, F. I'm sure it's, on these. Yeah, it's no, nah, it's not it. I, I I look, at least I could respect that y'all try to be different, but no. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good on those. Charlotte. Mm. These again, like these don't these just look like they normal jerseys. So like this is like a this is like a C plus. I like the colors. It got some pop to it with the gold. Right, right. I, I could do B minus. I could do B minus. Yeah, for me this would have been a B minus for sure. Cause it, it ain't bad, especially compared to the other one, especially the last one. This is a B minus for me. Okay. Next up, we got the Bulls, bro. What are we doing? 
<laughs> Bro, what is this? Chicago going straight down, and you got the two all the way on his lonesome <laughs> F, bro. F, it looks like F. it looks unfinished. Like it looks like it's missing something. Bro, the bro. jersey does not look done at all. And why is the two on his lonesome all the way over there? Like F, bro. This is bad. This is a terrible that is, one. That is an F. Uh, this Cleveland one, I saw it getting hate from Cleveland Cavs fans. I'm not gonna lie. This might be one of the better ones in the set. I'm kind of feeling this the the design on the the, the edges, you know, right. on the collar and the sleeve. Uh, this this like a just a B B plus. I I don't like the font that much. If the font was different, I think it might could slide to an A. But yeah, I'd I say this. I like is the, the font. Really, I, the numbers is throwing me off though. I don't know. To to me, this this is definitely a B though. It's definitely no lower than a B for sure, especially compared to yeah. other ones. This is like a B plus. Yeah, I don't know if I can give it A, but like B plus feel right out, bro. It's the the stitching and stuff on the edge. I like that. I kind of I kind of like the design. Yeah. Next up, we got bro. The Mavs just can't make Ew. no heat. They can't make no heat for jerseys. <laughs> yo, bro, why is all Mavs jerseys garbage? I've never seen one Mavs jersey that I was like, yo, that's heat. They all like either like all right or trash. Nah, this is this is an F, bro. The, the you like this <laughs> one too? No, I just it, it, no, I don't know about F, but this is like this is like D plus, bro. This to me, this is an F, bro. I nah, I'm straight. I'm good on this, bro. That, bro, I don't like. I'm the not font. gonna lie. I I like the font again on the mask, <laughs> like the the curve and the M and the S. I'm cool with that. It's just bland, like. And it being number seventy seven doesn't make it better, bro. Luca got such an ugly number, bro. Seventy seven <laughs> is so dude. bad. It is gross. Hey, I'm gonna let you know right now, bro. This next one. This might be bottom three worst. Let me see. What is this, bro? <laughs> what? Fifty-two eighty. I don't never, bro. If I ever see you wearing the fifty-two eighty Denver Nuggets jersey, bro. What's that stand for? Is that like the area code? Like what is? No, because it's a, a mile is five thousand two hundred eighty feet, and it's a mile high city. F minus, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, bro, what? Expelled. You're yo, out of here. Bro. You're done. Nah, bro. Y'all tried it. Y'all lost me, bro. F minus, bro. This is the worst one so far. Cause this for that corny meeting. <laughs> Fifty two eighty. Nah, bro. You lost me, bro. It's F. too many numbers up here. Like, what are we doing, bro? bro. And then. Bro, and then you took what is a fire design and remove all the fun colors. Like, like just made it bland. Yeah. yeah, bro, that that one's bad, bro. You lost me. That's that's one Not of the worst it. ones. Not it. It's Pistons one. Mm, I mean, honestly, it's, it's solid. I like what's going down on the side here with the bones. Uh, yeah, honestly, this might be one of the best ones that I've seen so far. I give mm -hmm. I give this an A. I, I like. I this. think I might give it an A too. Yeah, I like this over every single one you showed so far. I agree. I agree. This is this is it's simple. It's clean though. Mm -hmm. I, I could get with it. I like the silver too. Silver's clean. Yeah, I like that. Um, this is the Warriors one. Bro, come. <laughs> what are we doing, bro? Why this is, is another? Make, they try to make the numbers pop. Why is this? Is that what is that supposed to be? Why is the San Francisco like curve like that? Because in San Francisco they got a lot of streets that like wind. I think 
so they was trying to you feel me f bro these terrible <laughs> meanings is making it worse bro f bro i'm sorry yeah i tried to make the numbers pop out right. y'all lost me right bro i'm not and i'm not even trying to be disrespectful like i mean if it's something super meaningful to the city i look honestly actually i don't care it's just not it's not it, <laughs> it don't, don't look, look good on, i'm sorry it don't look good on the eye that look like it looked counterfeit like bro, it, it looked look- like it looked like they put France Francisco up there and was like, "Oh my gosh, we ran out of space." Nah, bro, this is terrible. That's an F. That's definitely F. This next one, low key, might be my favorite out of the out of the bunch. This okay. Houston one with the, like the Oilers colors, that little hint mm-hmm. of baby blue up there. I like that. This this, this is, is an A for me. This is not bad. For sure, especially compared to the other ones, it's mm-hmm. good. This is A minus or B plus for me. This is like borderline. Like, if you're going just compared to the other ones, this is A minus for me. Okay, okay, that's fair. I, I like this one a lot, though. I might have to look into that because it's that's uh, a clean, it's a clean color combination. Nah, it's tough. It look good for sure. What the hell? What? Huh? <laughs> It's Microsoft Paint jersey. <laughs> right, bro, what, bro? This, bro? He's one of the five I see in Photoshop. Like, that I just scroll past. What are we doing? Oh, this is the Pacers. I didn't even... Yes. Like, what team is this? No, nah, no, nah, this yeah, is, this is Pacers, a D. Bro. This is a D. It's not, I don't think it's... Mm, nah, it's F. I'm it's about F. Say, I was just about to say, wait, hold on. It might be F. It's I'll be, F, bro. I'll, I'll give it D- minus for me. D-. minus. It don't look good at all, though. Nah, the... <laughs> The the neon blue with the yellow, you got the paint splatter on the side. Bro, like, who designed these? These jerseys are bad. Like, yo, if y'all gonna come out, just don't just don't release a city jersey every year. Nah. Like, I would rather y'all like take the time and like get a good one and like stick with it for a couple years until you find something that's good. Cause like, what are we doing? And bro? who approved these? Like, y'all had to go to people. Was like, yo, is this this fire? And everybody's like, oh, yeah, bro, it's like this is the one. This is heat. I need, yeah, I need to know the sales on, right. on these city jerseys when once everything is said and done. I don't care if you're a Pacers fan. You're not buying that. I, I promise you, no Pacers. You're not no. buying that, bro. I would not. Unless you're one of those people that just collect jerseys, like you just had to give everyone. I still wouldn't want it, bro. I'm <laughs> straight, bro. That's I can act like that jersey don't exist. Uh, this Clippers one is just, it's just generic. It is. This is like C. This is like the definition of C. Right. This is mid. Literally, this is it's nothing. It's nothing. It's like basic. There's nothing good about it, but it's nothing like horrible. This is like C. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on with the basketballs down here. I don't know if it's some meaning. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. They lost me. Your Lakers. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I don't like. I don't the, like uh, that. The triangle. I don't like that. Especially not when the words not equal. Like it looked mad weird with the gap in Los Angeles. Like yeah, that. yeah, no, I don't, I don't like this one. Especially compared to our other ones, the, the like the Mamba edition jersey. Nah, nah, this is bad. This is like D. This is also a C for me. For me, this is like D because it pains me even more. That's Lakers. <laughs> I'm keeping it a C just because they ain't tried to do nothing crazy with the colors and the the purple and gold too too clean. Could have been clean, but nah, I, I don't like that. Oh yeah, the space is throwing me off too. I look weird. <laughs> this next one is one of the worst, bro. To me, this barcode. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I need to go through the nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Come on, bro. What is that? 
What is that? Nah, bro, what? Oh, my God. F. It, bro, I'll say it again, bro. If this has some special meaning to the city of Memphis, sorry, but not sorry, bro. That's nah, not bro. it, bro. What nah, is bro. that? This is crazy. This is That's crazy. supposed to say M-E-M. I was trying to figure out what it was. I was like, I was like, yes. I don't know what it is. Like, I didn't <laughs> Nah, bro. That's who nah, I, I genuinely not for for who approve of these jerseys. Cause that is the one of the worst jerseys I've ever seen in my life. That's crazy, bro. The logo, bro. It's literally like, how could we make, how could we make the team name as unrecognizable as possible? <laughs> right. I don't even know what this is for, bro. <laughs> and bro, it, it, bro. On first glance, if somebody walked past you in that jersey, you'd be like, why he got a barcode on Not this? Bags. Bags. That is what it looks like to me. This, that's terrible, bro. That's horrible. Yes, F. It's Super F. Heat culture. I don't like it, but I, I like the idea. They try to make the culture part, like, tough, like, heat culture. You know what I mean? Like, you can see, like, the little cracks in it. Yeah. But I'll give it a C just because I like the thought process, but I don't like the actual jersey. C, C feel fair because they kept it safe. Yeah. Black, red, heat culture, ain't do nothing crazy with the font, nothing, like, simple. Mm, I like the idea, but I, I'm straight. Okay. Next, we got Milwaukee. Um... I can't tell if I like the design on it or not. It's kind of growing on me the more I look at it. I, I, think I, I, I get what you mean, like that old, like old school Atlanta Hawks look where they yeah, had big, you know? Yeah, I, I see it. I kind, I personally, I think I kind of like that. That's like a B for me. I think I like that. I don't know if I could do B. C plus probably as high as I could go. And part of that is just, I don't know. I don't like the neon mixing. Like, why we even throw the green in there? I see what you mean. To me, I don't know. Some, something about it to me, like, I def, I'd never buy it in, my, in a million years. Yeah. But, like, I, I, it's fine. To me, I like it. I think it's B. Yeah. And I, I don't love... Actually, I'm, I'm taking the plus back. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know if you can see, but, like, the... Yeah, the, it look almost like camo-y on the blue. No, but that to me, that's what I'm... I low-key kind of like that. That's what I'm saying. It kind of grew uh, on me I a little can't, bit. Nah, I can't. I can't. And then, they, you know, they got to get the cream in for the cream city. Cream city. Freak time in <laughs> cream city. Freak time in cream city. Crazy. Uh, Here go to the Timberwolves one. Uh, this, so, You know what this looked like? The Warriors one? That old no, this one? this just look like a this look like somebody somebody made in pro am like a jersey somebody making pro am bro that's like what, the fade yeah the fade yeah I used to do that sometimes I ain't gonna lie. yeah <laughs> everybody, did. Yeah. everybody did it's the more I look at it, it's kind of not bad now this this is like a, a smooth B yeah maybe I, I was gonna say B it's not bad it looked better than you remember how the Warriors had that one with like the rolls yeah it looked this looked a little bit more clean than that one though I agree opinion. I agree I like that. I, I, I like I can get with it. I can get with it. Yeah, this is this um, is me. Pelicans. Ew. Full neon. Why the five look like that? That's supposed to be a basketball. I don't like this. I hope not. This is a D minus. This is D. Yeah, I don't like this. This is a D. Bad colors. That, yeah, the color. I'm, I'm anti neon. We need to neon needs to get let go. Yeah. You got if you do a neon, you got to do it right. Like some neon jerseys that could look clean. I mean, like yeah. the regular Timberwolves jerseys, they don't look bad. They got neon in it. Yeah. So you got you yeah. got to do it right. This don't look right. Yeah. 
Uh, nah, nah. If you would have just had New York by itself, yeah. this is easily, easily like B, maybe B plus. You just had to try to get fancy with the font. Nah, and now nah. it's a D because that junk looks stupid. Yeah, it's a D. It's, it's the words jumping up. Don't try to make nothing jump off the jersey, bro. It's not gonna look right. I'm telling you, it's not. That's a what, that's a D. What is it for like, what am I gaining out of the back and forth like that with both like the the, the New York stat like that? I don't I don't know. I don't get what's the like the idea behind it. Like it just it don't hit for me. Not feeling it. Definitely a D. Uh, um, I like the colors. Yeah, I don't know what's the background is here. I don't, is I like, it, oh, it's it's the Thunder logo, like chopped and screwed. <laughs> I see it. Uh, it's honestly not one of the worst ones, but I can't. I don't think I can give it a B. It's a C plus. Yeah, it, the the C is the highest I can go. I can't give it a B for sure. I'm not gonna lie, the colors is carrying it because. Let them have put some bad colors up here. This could have been F worthy because that background is not it, bro. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I do like the colorway, so I give it a C. She is solid. I saw this Orlando one get hate. I think they definitely folded with the colorway. The colors, the, desi- the design is solid. The design is really like the design is A design yeah. wise. The colors they. Folded like this could have been an A. If they no made it bright blue. If they no made it bright blue. If they made it like a regular bright blue, this is an A borderline S. Not like borderline, but not for this. Yeah. I give it a B minus because I still I really like the design though. Design yeah. is tough. Here go Philly, city of brotherly love. Like a um, yeah, I'm not super feeling this one. Bro. Is it C? I I might go C minus. Yeah, I'm not. This is a C for me. It ain't nothing special. It ain't nothing great. It, they didn't ruin it though, so it's like a C. Yeah. This Suns one, bro. I've been back and forth on it. Uh, I feel like if I look at it too long, I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> like I like I, the I like the colors. I like the fade on the numbers. That's clean. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna just say B, and I'm not gonna think too much about it. Yeah, B, but go next. Because if I look at if I look at it too long, I'm gonna be like, drop it down. I feel like the Blazers are another team that just can't never get a good jersey, bro. It's so basic. C. I'm just gonna say C because honestly, it really doesn't look bad. It just is so basic. I, I'm gonna go C minus because what are we doing with the design in here? Again, this might be specific to Portland, and if it is, like, I'm just not aware. But like, I don't like it. It's yeah. not adding. It's taking away from the jersey. I'm gonna see. Um, yo, this look like the this look like the uh the Nets jerseys. It yeah, do my bugging? Yeah, the Nets jerseys. It's the same colorway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually I'm gonna also go C minus because I'm not feeling the Kings being where it's at vertical, and then I, the number it it just look disjointed. Like it don't look like it's cohesive. Everything vert like all the vertical names have been bad for me. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go C. I'm gonna go C. C minus. Okay. I saw a lot of people rocking with these. I I, I don't like these. No. I like I like the colors on the stripes. I like that's I, I like that a lot too. That's fair. Honestly, that's the only thing I like though. That's the only thing I like. The number. I, I'm not it. feeling the font, and I get it. 
you know, I'm seeing the old Western theme. Right, right. I got you. I see the colors to keep that, you know, Fiesta theme with San Antonio. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not hitting for me. It's not hitting for me. The color is carrying it for me. I'm going to go, I'm going to go see. I feel like I'm going to get everybody to see, but I'm going to go see. The color is carrying it for me. If it the colors was different, if the colors was the brown of the San Antonio, this is like an F almost. Okay. Uh, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of the. Is that gold? It looked like almost bronze. Like it's probably supposed to be gold, but it come off a little bit more like bronzy. Like it's not as bright. I like the design because it looks like the other Raptors jersey with mm-hmm. that little things going down. This is uh. I'm gonna give it a. B I'll give plus. B minus. I'll give it a B minus. This is higher than a C because I do like the design. So I give it a B yeah. minus. Yeah. Okay. Ain't, don't they got this already? <laughs> that was uh, the complaint I saw. I was like, yeah, I didn't even make nothing new. Like, right. it's, just, it's just the same one. A, I guess. I don't, cause I like the the their jerseys right. that look like that. So I guess it's a. Now, yeah, this is a solid jersey. Yeah, I respect it. They just got they got this already. <laughs> I'm glad this was the last one in this thread, cause, bro. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, we got in the pod, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we get in the pod, bro. Who? What team is this? What team even is this? Hold on, hold on let me. This the district of. Was that say Columbia? It is DC. Wow! Oh my God, this is bad. That's this might take the cake. It's bad on so many different levels to me. First of all, again, I, I, these colors might be very specific to DC. They don't got nothing to do with the Wizards, bro. At all. That's strike one. Two, I don't know if I'm really digging the font. That's strike two. What are we doing with this and the the paint and the combination on the the sides? And the line going across, that's kind of hitting the three. That is, that's strike one, two, three. You're out, (laughs) go next, like. Yo, if you would have just took the red line out, this probably maybe I could I could see the argument to like this might just be a D. Bro, yo, the red line is, <laughs> the red line is, the the is worst egregious. Part. Like, Bro. yo, it looks like a mistake. The fact that it's hit that it goes through the three makes it way worse, too. Way worse. Like and then you made it two-tone, like nah, this this, <laughs> this is my this is the worst one. It really might be. Hell, I need to see the, the the reverse of it too. Oh my gosh, it go on the back. This is bad. Nah, it goes whole, going through the whole three on the back. Not even like clipping it. Nah, this is bro. This is a mistake. Like somebody made like somebody they got somebody's kid and was like, "Yo, bro, go customize, go customize a jersey," and they came up with this. This is bad. Nah, bro, did you see that Charles Bartley jug in the corner? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> That's nah, bad. Yeah. That might really be the worst one. Yeah. That one. Let me see. That one. Um the the indie one. The uh this this font is so egregious, it's like the I in- can't believe it still. The indie one was terrible. And there was one more that was like absolutely horrible. I forgot which one it was. Yeah. Let me see. Let me scroll back through. Oh, the Memphis. The Memphis. The Memphis one was the barco was crazy. Yeah, yeah, bro. Oh, nah. And yeah, come on. 
5280? Are we serious, bro? 5280 is sick. Like, I, I, I get it. You like you really tried it with the meaning, but the meaning did not hit at all. Like, at all. It would ask bad, bad vibes. Yeah. Well, look, that's going to make for great, great TikTok content. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Facts. But, yeah, those City of Jersey, City Edition jerseys, bro. Stop putting them out every year, Nike. Stop. You don't need make, to, bro. When you get a good one, they don't get another one for four years. <laughs> Stop it. But that is going to do it for today's episode of the Off the Glass Podcast. If you made it through this whole episode, we appreciate you as always. Be sure to like and comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and then go over to the audio platform, show me five-star rating, pre-download the show, helps us out a ton. Y'all been going crazy on the audio platforms recently. I think we had, we like doubled our amount of listens in one week last week, like 160 or something crazy. So I don't know if y'all just hype and ready for the NBA season. We appreciate any new listeners that we have to the pod. We're going to keep bringing this content out weekly. We're going to get the shorts content content back and rolling up pretty much daily so definitely follow the socials at off the glass pod on instagram and at off the glass podcast on tiktok as always i'm billy that's dame and we out peace yes sir